And we are coming down in three, two, one. Sports of Junk live on the PPN Radio Network. I am your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Sheen Wash Abel. No. Yes. Uh, Grapevine Souls. And the Rat. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. That grape one's not very good. I tell you, I gave Kyle a great nickname right before, and he didn't even use it. What was it? <laughs> CDC Souls. <laughs> that was going. <laughs> uh, welcome to Getting Sports of Junk, as aforementioned, live on the PPN Radio Network. Um, live from West Ham. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's right, folks. It's coronavirus season. Um, yeah, pretty much shutting us down here. Not us. Well, not us. Just the things we talk about for the most. Oh, time. hey. Speaking of quarantine, here comes Mass, who's been self-quarantining. <laughs> live from the tub. Mass, mass, mass. Hello. Hi. How you feeling? I'm feeling fine. Well, you sound like shit. <laughs> oh. Well, what? Is there a follow-up to the well, or is it just well? I don't know what you want me to tell you. How's your self-quarantining going? How's my what? Your self-quarantining. Uh, I'm bored as hell. You should. UConn has the drive-up uh, drive-through test now. Yeah. Are you familiar with how they conduct the test? No, nope. they put a needle in your eye. No, they uh, you drive up in your car, and you don't even get out of your car. Um, they tilt your head back, and they put a cotton swab all the way up your nose to the back of your throat, and then take a big swab on the back of your throat from inside your oh, nose. Oh, so it's like the it's like the actual flu test. I don't know. I've never gotten a flu test. Usually, what happens is, is I get the flu and I get over it because I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah, I've never gotten a flu test either. So, so then, how do you know? Because Ashley like did it last year, and she complained about it. I don't think that's true, because I know for a fact you stick your penis up her nose, so I know those nostrils are big enough to handle it. Oh. Yeah. Shut up, pimpin'. Grapevine, bitch. Pimpin'. Uh, what are you drinking over there, Kendall? <laughs> nah, I'll start off, because we said on the show last week, a very special holiday happened for me over the past week was 312 Day, otherwise known as yeah, Goose yeah. Island Day. Yeah. So it was Goose Island Day, and I decided that I wanted to share my love for Goose Island with both the Getting Sports with Drunk crew, minus the mask, because he's not here, even though I did bring him a special Goose Island beer just in case. You told me not to come. Uh, yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> I know we're going to ridicule about you, like, not really make here. fun of you now, but yeah, we did ask you not to come. <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure everyone knows that. But you're still an asshole for <laughs> like you still up. owe private stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I brought the uh, flight pack, variety pack from Goose Island. Features features Cinco Biros. Kendall, can you give us your best goose noise? Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I was going to go turkey right off the bat. I held back. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad I, oh, I think we lost the mask. This is back. Nope, we got him back. I can't do a good goose. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, I guess. 
I have a feeling that if you put your ear up next to his bedroom door, you hear that sound a lot. Get out of here. Yeah, Jesus. Why'd you, why did you bring him? I don't know. I only say him because the amount of hair on her legs. Ridiculous. Uh, so I'm starting off with from the flight plaque for 312 day, the 312. Goose Urban Wheat Ale. Goose out of Chicago, Illinois, man. I have the four-star Next Coast IPA. Does it say four-star? <laughs> no, but there's four stars yeah, on top of it. Yeah, because it's the flag. Don't say four-star because that's a different beer. Oh. They have a four-star pills. Ah, they do. They do. So that's just the Next Coast IPA. Tropical. Juicy. Where's it from? Hops. From Goose Island. In? Chicago. Maine. Souls? You're getting spiff. No, not SPF. Not SPF, <laughs> yep. Spiff. <laughs> It's the spiff, otherwise known as something longer. Uh, it's a good beer. What is it, Kyle? It's a passion fruit beer. Okay, from Goose Island. It's, it's sunblock. Put in, it on your skin. In <laughs> Chicago, Illinois. Thank you. Mang. I am having rat juice. <laughs> Natural from your villain. asshole. You having rat juice? <laughs> I am. A garage No, what are you lager. having? No one heard it. Uh, Natural villain. A garage-style lager. Uh, it's Garage. Yeah. Uh, from Goose Island, uh, Chicago, Illinois. Yay. And I'd like to have everything garage style now that I know that uh, this exists. It's, it's Garage. Or garage. See, here's style. the thing. The reason I won't get behind the Garage one is because I know people that actually call it a Garage. <laughs> oh, God. I like a gay Garage. Garage. <laughs> garage. Garage. I like garage. enclosed carport. That's what I always call it. The enclosed carport. What them damn rich folk have. That's right. In that damn New England area. <laughs> and that's our show. Thank you for tuning in. No, uh, anyone have a toast of excellence? I do. I do. Go ahead, Kendall. All right. <clears throat> My Homer toast of excellence is uh, to Ramon Foster. Right, right, right. right. Uh, 13 years uh, in Pittsburgh there, calling it a career. So thank you for your service, Ramon And thank Foster. you for the extra $4 million in a cap. Yes. <laughs> 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 Didn't even think of that. Yeah. Thank you. Kyle, do you have one? No, you can go first, bud. Uh, mine is to Trevor Bauer doing something pretty cool. In the wake of uh, MLB being kind of shut down, he was trying to organize a Sandlot game featuring both major and minor league baseball players, and all the players have to be mic'd up. Pretty sure it already happened, didn't it? Well, I don't know about that, because I, I don't know. But I wish I was televised, because that would have been fun to watch. Go ahead, Kyle. So yeah, my... it already happened. It happened yesterday. Oh, thanks. <laughs> my toast of excellence is to Ryan Tannehill for getting a lot of money for just a few games played. Hey, good for him. Who also likes to hand the ball off a lot. Yeah, a lot of players were kind of upset about that. <laughs> but whatever. Got paid for it. Yeah, that. I'd rather not. Paul, do you have one? Yeah, one second. Mass, do you have one? <sighs> no. Oh, well, <laughs> good stuff. So mine's to Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, who is. Can you tell me who he is, Kendall? Uh, yes, he is a shooting guard for uh the Utah Jazz. Nope, I would have gave it to you so, if you said the right team. So. I know he's a net, but I don't know what position he is. Kendall was wrong. So so we're going to call him a forward on the nets. 
She's right. He's not wrong. He's a point guard. No, he's not. He is. No, he's not. He plays small forward. Point guard. He plays small forward, though. You can sit on shooting. Is Ben Simmons a point guard? <laughs> yeah. No, he's a power forward. As a point guard. He's a power forward. He's a left-handed specialist. <laughs> ben Simmons. If they classify him as a point guard, how come 2K never has him playing point guard? It, it's fucking video game. Oh, you can't do that okay. logic on us right, now. fine. How many so times anyway, have you so seen this? I'm not done with my no, toast of I'm excellence. I'm fucking arguing with you because you're wrong. <laughs> no one gives a shit if oh, you're arguing okay. with me or not. Because I'm doing go. my toast of excellence. All right, there you go. You proved nothing. Yeah, you're right. Because I so because MLB, MLB was postponed for two months. Everything's a, a Your toast? Um, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, me, uh, he vocalized, I guess it was a different person's idea, but he saw it and ramped it up because being like a celebrity of sorts, he's not a celebrity, but of sorts. But he said that he thinks the NBA should go to a 28-team tournament where the top four seeds, regardless of conference, get a bye. Teams 27 through 30 play a neutral site playoff game to determine who makes it into the bracket like they do with the NCAA. And then they do the round of 28 as a best of five over the course of a week. And then they move on to the Sweet 16 and so on from there. He said that it shouldn't take more than a week for a round because it's only five games. And then he said that fans are going to get the bracket style that they want, that they're not going to get from the NCAA because that's not going to go back on. Yeah. Because that's done. So they'll get the bracket form that they want and that with players having rest, they can handle that type of workload and that people would go fucking bonkers for the Final Four. I'm, I'm in. That's kind of a cool concept. I like that. Say no series. One game takes all. Here's what I think. I think instead what they should do is, is they should have a mile or a half mile court that it's half a mile in diameter and there's 30 hoops and five people from each team go in, no subs, and they play a giant five on five on five times 30 pickup game with 15 basketballs, and whoever has the most points, there's an official at every hoop, no fouls, no goaltending, whoever has the most points at the end is the NBA champion. I like that. I think a half mile is way too big, so we're going to go... <laughs> That's so much hard wood. We're going to go with, <laughs> we're gonna go with a tenth of a mile. Is that better? That's like what? Yeah, that's... that's like 520 feet? Listen, I think you just wheel 30 hoops into a regulation court. <laughs> I don't know if there's enough room. You can get it. <laughs> Down the sidelines. <laughs> no three pointers. Everything's a one. <laughs> Just pickup style. <laughs> I think too. I mean, or or we do. You put the entire entire league's current roster as of the day the league suspended, and so you play. So how many people are usually on a team, Kyle? Twelve. Fifteen. Fifteen. Is that like game day rosters? Fifteen. All right. So fifteen times thirty is. Got like nine hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. Is it four fifty? <laughs> it's four hundred and fifty. Half of that. Yeah. So it's four four hundred and fifty. So, <laughs> so you do a four hundred and fifty. You, you stagger them so it's like you know, one like you know through thirty, right? And then the second person in the rotation through thirty. And then you play an entire 450-person game of knockout until one person's left. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're here on day six. <laughs> nah, it would go way faster than you think. A lot of people that can't shoot free throws. And my other toast of excellence was to Boban Marjanovic, who was the uh, 
final player of the day. In the, the final the final game of the NBA season to this point, he uh, put up 31 points and 17 rebounds. The crazy part is, the last time we were here, all of this was still very active. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It feels like we haven't recorded in a year because of everything that's happened. <laughs> you know what's funny? I lost... Oh, toast him. I lost the... Well, hold on, hold on. Oh, who's lost to go? I, I, have, I have a couple others. Oh. I found mine, too, after Mark is done. Go ahead, Mass. I just want to get to my beer, then you can go, Kendall, okay? Yeah. Go ahead, Mass. Uh, my toast of excellence is to all the NBA players, Kevin Love, uh, Giannis, who are Giannis. Uh, offering... Giannis. Also, Zion. Who are offering to, uh, or who are, like, putting money forth to pay for uh, the RL employees at their stadium. I think that's pretty cool. Zion did it, too, and I think Gobert donated, like, $500,000. He he donated, yeah, to, like, the, the research... For this yeah mark cuban was the first yeah but no i i mean to kind of piggyback i mean um jj watt came out and i think him and his wife donated like three hundred fifty thousand to feed yeah the kids in houston and well you got to keep making yourself look good when you only play four games a year <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's one of those where you know you're seeing the athletes kind of step up and take care of their the people around them, which which is nice to see Agreed. um the other one is uh vince carter who, who might be done now. Yeah. You know. Unless <laughs> we do a knockout tournament. <laughs> um, I, I was kind of liking the meme when it was like, he's so old. <laughs> like, the league retired before he did. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, definitely like an, an it's end. It's a shitty way to go out. Yeah. But it is what it is. You know, we can't all be rats like Kendall. That's right. Are you done now? Yes. All right, toast him. Smells like goose shit. <laughs> That's what a goose sounds like. Ooh, I'm seeing disdain on Mock's face. That was interesting. I'm seeing. I don't think Kyle's drink is yet. Did you try it? Were you not talking now? No, I'm talking. Oh, all right. I like more garage style <laughs> things. Oh, it's garage. <laughs> but it's funny. Uh, so when you go to the store, do you shop out of a garage? Sometimes. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, wear a corsage. Very yeah, nice. That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes. It, it would be a crossage. <laughs> crossage. <laughs> Which sounds more like something you put on your dick. <laughs> yeah, I got to put some crossage on here. I've got a sounds like a sausage button. substitute. <laughs> For your dick. <laughs> we'll get some eggs and crossage. <laughs> it's I vegan. Know, I don't know what we're talking about today. You know... <laughs> there was something that kind of came up. I don't know if you guys wanted to talk about it, but there, there's players signing on new teams mm. across the NFL and being traded and stuff. This like just happened. This is like a new thing. Yeah, it's never happened before. You want to talk about it, Kyle? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we have been brutal with Kyle on the, the group chat all week. Well, the best part was like the first time it started happening. He was like, "I don't get it," and I was like, "You repeated what I said." <laughs> oh. <laughs> It was making me laugh. But I mean... Well, you guys think you guys were bad about it. Imagine living with him. I was hitting him with it all the time. (laughs) It got old real quick. I really Vito Russo'd it. (laughs) Pop the Mopples. You could say I took it to infinity and beyond. Ooh. Ooh, Callback. Oh, man. Pop the Mopples. That was one of my favorite jokes. (laughs) Just gone forever. Dead. I bet you if we saw him tonight for an hour, it'd come up once. (laughs) 
<laughs> totally out of context. <laughs> yeah. It would be one of those like forced ones too, where it'd be like, "Yeah, do you remember Bob Demopoulos? He was on fire." Like he would like work them all in. <laughs> it'd be one of those. It'd, it'd get kind of quiet, and he'd go, "Hey, Kendall, Bob Demopoulos." Uh, <laughs> and then Kendall, yeah, and then Kendall would. But you wouldn't do one of those because you would you would do one of those. I'd feed right you'd, into you'd, it. You'd, no, you'd <laughs> hunch over. You'd hunch over and you start hitting your knee and be like doing that out of breath talk that you do because because naturally, yeah, because naturally you'd be a, at least two dozen high lifes in at this point. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Yeah, are you guys doing quarantine triple shots at Jack Fire? <laughs> Ooh, are they? I mean, anywhere. Pull up the free agents, bro. All right. This seems like a second hour thing that he should prepare for. There was something else we wanted to talk about in the first hour, right? I was going to do our MLB thing as well, but Mass isn't here. I feel like that's better when Mass is here. Listen, we got like two months to <laughs> yeah, do it. We got plenty <laughs> of time. I'm really glad that this is happening because uh, I auto-drafted a lot of DTD guys, so... <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because all this happened. I I lost in NHL in the semifinals. I don't keep on. I'm going to lose seven to six now, just because <laughs> the season ended. Oh, and that's it. That's the to in the in the NHL NHL fantasy. Who are you I, playing? Uh, moves like uh, Jaeger. You know, I think that's Honestly, Jeff. Jaeger. It's Jaeger. Oh no, <laughs> Jeff, that rat! I think it is. You're not supposed to win anything. Well, I, I probably wouldn't have won anyway, but but it's funny that. I had such a good year, and it just comes down you know, to this. You know ends. what? Jeff has to come on the show now. He has to assign a shot. Yeah, if he doesn't come on, I don't have to do it. That's right. And I, I'm going to win in basketball, but I'll be fifth place. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'll finish out this this week a winner, but it won't matter. I think you were beating me. Yeah, by like 100 points. Yeah, we were close. That's it. Tell you what, we talked about it a little bit in the car. WrestleMania is going to suck this year. Yeah, it's going to be an empty crowd. You know what though? They're going to get a lot of views because the fuck else are you going to watch? I watched. Well, we watched SmackDown. Yeah, it was interesting. It was good though because they started off with the women's tag match. And... You see when it came back from commercial too soon? <laughs> oh, and it's kind of standing around. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, like, are they going to wrestle through? Because there's no one there. Nope they they botched it right <laughs> off the bat. Right out of the gate, but Triple H on commentary was pretty awesome. Because <laughs> he, he also, was, he also, to, to, I, I commend him a lot because, like, if you if you go do it and you look at the behind the scenes stuff of all of that SmackDown, because obviously like the first time, yeah, that something like this has really happened on a like a multiple. You have a microphone. All right. Well, your sweatshirt's stupid. <laughs> That's what I have to say. Yeah. Anyway. It was just, he uh, to eliminate like more personnel so that they didn't have to like have so many people there because they're trying to do yeah because they're trying to do like limited rosters for these like shows, you know. Um, so like he was doing camera work for entrances <laughs> and shit like that too, like holding cameras and conducting interviews and hey, masturbating. I mean, the guy he's a man about there. the business. He is a man about the business. He had fun doing it. That's what happens when you pork the the boss's daughter several times. Yeah. <laughs> What do you got for us, Kendall? Well, that was it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to lose in... question. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We have Shot, shot trivia. trivia. Do you have your question? I do. Bum, bum, bum. Kendall, Mass, this is the second shot of private stock. Which one, is, which one of us is getting it wrong? Oh, me. Because my guess is going to be And Mass, don't you make me feel bad, because you didn't want to come. Go fuck yourself. Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold so on. you admit it. Let's go into this group chat for one second. We'll let the fans decide. So, I'm the fan, by the way. So, um... We had, well, they announced the other day the NFL Hall of Fame game. 
Yes. And I, who are the two teams, guys? Pittsburgh and Dallas. Yes. I love yeah. when I said, like, when Mark said, yeah, I vote to stay home, and he does, like, the arms raise motion, if you say so. <laughs> like, oh, I guess I won't drive. Yeah. He pulls the covers up and nestles in. <laughs> he was already running his bath. <laughs> and, like, when you said that you'd provide him with a mask, and he was like, that'd be great for audio. You don't talk in the mic anyway, mask. So it's like, it would have mattered. It would have stifled the sunflower seeds. <laughs> mask, you eating sunflower seeds? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Put your mask on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they announced the Hall of Fame game. Um, it'll probably be played. It'll probably be played in like 2021. Mm-hmm. But um, in my, a dome. my question is: as of 2019, so the the guys that were announced for this year have not been enshrined yet. So, as of 2019, how many individuals have been elected to the NFL Hall of Fame? I think it's like five, right? It's got to be even less than that. <laughs> like four. <laughs> you want to go with four? I'll go with five. <laughs> All right. Ready? <laughs> Kyle, you go with three just to be safe. Mass, take two. What? God, my gut's saying 900. But... <laughs> God, my gut is saying 900. All right, so see the problem is, is like I, I wish I could like they don't have a set number they do every year, right? No. It's, it's whatever. But like, what is it around usually? Is it usually Four, like around five. five or six? Right? Yeah. And so, do, do you want me to tell you when the first class was? Yeah, nineteen sixty-three was the charter class. Well, so nineteen sixty-three <laughs> to two thousand and nineteen is fifty-six years. So 56 times 5. That's just how you do it. <laughs> so that's like 900. <laughs> it's like on the money. I'm going to do a quick calculation for you. No, don't cheat. I'm not cheating. Well, well I'm, I'm t- typing. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go 56 times Four, 7. 412 is my answer. 412. 393. Kyle? 407. Mass? Oh no, you're not here. Think you're still I guess. Not oh, all right. um, Kendall, what was yours? Three ninety-three. Nine hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Nine hundred one. I'm, ta- I'm taking the shot for this anyways. I'm going to aim low. Three hundred and fifty. So, what did you say, Paul? This is going to be rough. I know it's me. Four twelve. And what did you say? Four oh seven. You lost. Mass one. The... No, he didn't. He still has to take a shot. Why did you think about it that hard? Because I was trying to think. He was lower than me. <laughs> no, no, no. I knew Massey yeah, I knew won. I was trying to find a way to make it Kyle. As of 2019, there are 326 individuals in the NFL Hall of Fame. That's so 900 would have been really off. I don't think so. Because I tell you, when Kendall first started saying three, I was like, oh my God. I thought for sure he was going to hit it right on the head. No, come on. <laughs> he gave me one job, and it was to not lose this. <laughs> But he made it seem like it was like a softball question for me. No, so I didn't know at the time what the question was going to be. And then um, he was like, just don't lose. Yeah. And I was like, so something gross for Kyle? He goes, just don't lose. <laughs> then he went ahead and lost. But like the way he said it, like, Kyle, I was like, it was going like to be a deal. softball question. Like, Paul, how old are you or something? You know? <laughs> Kyle, I, I know, even if I wanted to gear it towards you, say, say if I knew coming into tonight that you had to take the shot. I I know there's certain things that are, well, there's kind of just one thing that's like off limits. 
So that wasn't going to go in there regardless. I hope you know that. Mayonnaise? Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't use that. I wouldn't. What we have now is basically deer blood. <laughs> That's actually very, what I call it. It's actually very Bloody Mary. Like, uh, what, what's uh, how many components? Three. There's three. How many alcoholic components? One. One. Red dye number seven's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while, Kyle gets you a good time. <laughs> Ooh. Floaters? I don't know. Good thing you didn't lose though, Kendall. Oh God. Asian components. Oh no. <laughs> So, I don't think they're technically... I mean, I guess there could be. Soy sauce. Is it soy sauce? No. Or not soy sauce. Oyster sauce? No. There's something seafood in here. Fish sauce. (laughs) Oh, tuna. Tuna juice? No, no, no. I would never open a can of tuna in my house. So, you got those new tuna creations? (laughs) Is it shrimp? It's not. It's crab. Oh, clam juice. That's what I meant. Clam juice. It's not. Is it crab? No, it's not. (laughs) It's... Oyster sauce? No. Is it seafood though? Something seafood? There, there's there's a fish element. Mm. It's tartar sauce. Did you put a fish oil pill in here? No. Oh my god. Oh, wow, that'd be rough. <laughs> <laughs> or did you? Oh, you remember <laughs> cocktail college when you made Vinny and I bite down on the fish uh, fish oil pills? Yeah, fast forward two years later when Joe Buck had a whole bag of them melt in his car. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> he had a whole <laughs> bottle of fish oil pills that he left in his car for like four straight ninety five degree days, and all the pills melted in the car. And then they, smelled and great. And then he didn't like wash his bag. <laughs> Yeah, he like kept putting like stuff in his bag and taking it to class. <laughs> I can't put my. Is it cocktail sauce? Is it cocktail? It's not. No, nah, it smells salty. Like it smells like a brine. You put. I a can't s- get past that smell, so I don't know what the other one. You ones put are. a salmon in there. <laughs> Whole salmon. <laughs> Just juiced a salmon. Oh, <laughs> there are floaties in it though. Kind of unintentional. There's a lot of them. Like strawberry seeds? Yeah, they kind of look like ringworm. <laughs> strawberry <laughs> seeds. Do I know what the seafood component is? I can't think of it. So, do, do I have to wait? Yeah, no. isn't the rule that you have to wait until after he drinks it? Oh, is that what we're doing? I mean, we can do whatever. I don't care. I'm going to drink it either way. I just want to know what the seafood component because it's bothering me. I'm not going to know it off the taste. Will I know it off the taste, you think? I, potentially. I, I, I mean, it'd be surprising. So it's something really obscure. I... <laughs> it's like cod seed. <laughs> oh, nah, it's raw meat juice. Train it right off the foam. It's coronavirus, <laughs> raw egg, <laughs> and a strand of Ebola. Can you at least guess uh, the liquor component? It's absolute trout. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I can because it's, it's all it's like what you smell is what you taste. So when I first poured it, I, I thought I put too much because when I smelled, I was like, "Oh, it's it's dead giveaway." But that was a couple hours ago, so I don't know if they just kind of mixed more. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. I can't dissect any of it. Does anyone else want to try it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, I do. For all you, bro. Can I get a picture of what this looks like? It's got, there's hot sauce in it. Or some sort of spicy something in it. Sriracha? No, no, no. Not Let, I, I want to have Kendall try it. It's a general sour sauce. <laughs> no, it better not be. It's not. I wouldn't waste that. Rebecca. Rebecca, feel free to try it also if you'd like. This damn virus. <laughs> what? 
I was thinking we the four of us with and then mass as well. We should all try to get it together and then quarantine, <laughs> quarantine ourselves together. together. So pretty much a Pittsburgh trip for two weeks. I I don't think I can handle it. No, but, yeah, because we're not going to go to Pittsburgh. We're just going to like. No, I couldn't imagine sitting in <laughs> the same area. No, but like we'll go to Kendall's house. Like we'll kick Rebecca out. She can go live with her mom. I can't because they're the same person. They're just twins. Just one's got less wrinkles. Yeah, can Kathy. you open this? But um, and then we'll all just stay in Kendall's house. So when we need space, we'll go to different sections of the house. Right. Like, and this is the end. You know, that's my good Tupperware. I've been dropping loads all over this house. <laughs> you better not be dropping loads. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. So, so yeah, because you're too busy watching Clue all the time. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. Like the movie Clue. Yes. Like, you know, I know exactly that fish smell he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, I know what it is, but I can't put my finger on it. And it's got to be, I, I can't picture, I can't picture what Mock would have in his house that smells like that. Mock, can Except I get a picture for, like, of it? His feet. We'll, we'll send it you a photo. It looks like a Bloody Mary. Yeah, it's it's a deep red. Deep red. Doesn't it just taste a... like it smells with some spice? Dirty. And it has a fish. Wait, it, just, it tastes like hot sauce. I don't know, hot sauce. It tastes like hot sauce, red wine, and like clam juice. It's like if he took a spoonful <laughs> off the top of a dumpster <laughs> that, I, <laughs> that just rained the night before. Red velvet. So, so there was like red velvet was served at Jimmy's. There's teriyaki, little that's teriyaki the, sauce. That's the spice. And then there's uh, Louisiana hot sauce from a can of sardines. And a splash of Kraken rum. Why do you have sardines? Would have never deciphered the rum. So you're putting spice with spice. (laughs) So the sardine thing was kind of an on the fly while I was at Dollar Tree the other day. (laughs) Yeah, we can get rid of that. (laughs) (laughs) Feel free to put that anywhere but here. Never well, guys, it looks like four weeks is the official pickled egg fermenting (laughs) thing. Boy, do I hope Mock loses next week. I'd love to see him try to eat a pickled egg. Listen, that's not in the rules. Yes, it is. It is not. It is. My rules. Kendall, how much did you drink all that? I don't know, like 150 bucks. It's too high. No, that's a For you, too high. For me, too high? Why don't you smell it and then tell us? Who knows? Kyle, would you like to give it a sniff? Just stick your tongue in it. (laughs) Lap it up like a dog. Enjoy the dumpster juice. All right, you tell us. 150 bucks too high, Kyle? Yeah. Ooh, for man. Kendall. I just caught a whiff of it. A wife. 150 bucks for what? To drink the rest to of it. To lick your toes. Oh, yeah. kind of bummed that I got it on my hands right now. I got it on my hands, too. <laughs> my lips are stinging. <laughs> it's that Louisiana the hot kippers. So, I tell you, when I was inspecting the different cans of sardines at Dollar Tree, the... <laughs> Such there, a fun sentence. There was just many different like sauces that these things are in, and Louisiana hot sauce made me laugh the hardest. <laughs> what were some of the other examples? I know there was one that was just like in just like salt water. One was just like olive oil. I think there was one in like I think it called like a seafood gravy. No, <laughs> oh, God, who are they marking that for? I don't know. Who's <laughs> buying sardines at Dollar Tree? The guy checked it out, and he looked at me weird, and I was like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I'm going to eat him in the car. <laughs> Let him get hot. Quick protein snack. <laughs> I don't buy that P3 garbage. Can of sardines. 
You know, some people they just go nuts for shit like that. It's disgusting. I know uh Uncle Wayne. Oh really? I didn't know that. Guy also eats peanut butter and mayo sandwiches. No <laughs> way. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> That seems seemed like it could possibly well, like, be a good Wasn't that like the Elvis thing? No, Elvis was a grilled peanut butter uh, and banana sandwich. But I know he, he had a weird thing to it was like peanut butter bacon. <laughs> I can kind of see that. But I think there was mayo in there too. I just <laughs> one of the best sandwiches in my opinion that you can make is if you like especially it's a good late night snack. You take bread and you spread margarine on both pieces of, of untoasted bread and then peanut butter on top of the margarine. You told me about that. Yeah, because then the, the butter the the butter is like it's creamy but not thick like peanut butter, so it acts almost kind of like a solid milk, and it just makes it easier. And then you don't need to drink anything with it. That sounds good. Yeah, I'm gonna make that when I get home. I need some plain goldfish. Goldfish is the worst <laughs> snack ever. I disagree. disagree. Not even the cheddar. I'm glad ones. you disagree. You're a piece of shit that gave Kendall Asian component when we strictly agreed no Asian components for Kendall. Teriyaki's not. Strictly that's Asian. Asian. That's I, Asian. I, I don't. Do. It's not strictly Asian, but it's Asian. That's like saying like not only black people eat fried chicken. <laughs> I do feel a little betrayed. Yeah, a you should. Bit. You know why? Because there should have been parental advisory. You don't like teriyaki chicken? I got you that oh, shirt. Oh God, no. I got you that shirt. Rebecca doesn't like it either because Kendall doesn't like yeah. it. Yeah. I like the shirt. Though. Before she started dating Kendall, she used to eat fucking teriyaki chicken on boats all the time. <laughs> and she met me. In- Changed everything. Then she met Kendall and was like, I, I can't, I can't, Asian stuff is terrible except for your cousins. She said it. Wrote it down and everything. Kendall hates his cousins. <laughs> He's very anti-Asian. <laughs> <laughs> <been> well documented. <laughs> All right, so Kyle, what do you want to talk about for the last, uh, last half hour of this show? What? We're only doing hours now. There's a, there's a, there's a 1030 curfew. And I gotta eat twelve shamrock shakes before then. <laughs> we doing that thing now? Or are we doing what it thing? The free agency. We're doing it in the second hour. Part of that was so hard. God. I don't know. What else could we write about? <laughs> I think we did have something in the chat, but I just don't remember. I think it was the it was. MLB thing. Oh, yeah. we gotta do Mass's rule change thing too. Oh yeah. We could start that if you want. All right. Do you have any? I'll get one. You don't have one? I forgot all about You're it. You're so bad at doing homework. I, I forgot all You're about it. You're the worst. <laughs> I hope you get quarantined. I'm, I'm in. I hope you get quarantined, but I hope for some reason you get fired right before it. <laughs> that would really suck. No, not fired. I hope you get delirious and you quit so you don't get a severance. That would really suck, too. Yeah. It would suck more, though. And then you get quarantined with Nick and Kyle. You have to eat sardines from the dollar store. That have been microwaved. No thanks. I don't like any of this. And the only thing that's on is the UK office. No thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, so, uh, Mass. Yeah. What's your segment for the uh, people who don't know? So <clears throat> each week. Most of us are coming up with a rule where, uh, or a couple rules where we're going to make an alteration to a sport to try and make it, um, in some cases, more watchable or more fun or just add a different aspect or element to the game. Did we lose you? No. And this week, Mass, it was? The NHL. The NHL. 
They should play with a wood puck. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard no for me. <laughs> what a nice pine puck. A little uncomfortable yeah. there, you rat. It's supposed to be. I'm gonna go with a, I'm gonna go with a no on the wood puck. Why? It well, first of all, the aerodynamics of it would be completely off, and only after it's hit once. <laughs> well, the other thing too behind it is that it wouldn't slide on the ice properly, and there's there would be a lot of imperfections in it. It can splinter, hitting off the boards, things of that nature. Um, and it also, the, the rubber doesn't absorb any of the wood, or any of the water from the ice. The wood would. Wood. <laughs> the wood would, wood would, wood would. <laughs> so it's a hard no from me. I, I don't see the advantage of a wood puck. Just think. Yeah, I'm going to say no to it. Just think. Plus, you can't. Just think. <laughs> I am thinking. Plus, you also, can't, no you also can't control the weight of it. Yeah, true. You can't control the weight and dimensions at the same time because wood expands and contracts with heat and cold. I like the wood puck. I vote yes. <laughs> I vote no on the wood puck. Mass? I already voted no. Yeah, he right. doesn't know anything, though. Kendall? I vote no to the wood puck. You know, no. Right. Well, I just, listen, if you had a more compelling <laughs> argument, I can see it. But yeah, if you had a more compelling <laughs> argument than other than just think about it. Uh... <laughs> All right, plastic. <laughs> Actually, that kind of exists, right? Don't they have, like, like training... Pucks, the you think of the orange pucks for yeah. street hockey? That's oh, street hockey. Yeah. Yeah, they should get balls. The orange, balls. The orange pucks have the three little white dots on either side so that the puck isn't sitting directly on the ground so that you can get lift on it when you're shooting it and doing slap shots and shit like yeah. that. Wrist shots. Triple Plus, it also gives it like a skid effect. Should make them squares. Once. Square pucks. Sharp no. edge. Also disagree with that. I want a sharp edge. For a Wendy's style hamburger <laughs> on the ice. <laughs> Kyle, what's your rule? Uh, my rule is that they should remove the goalie trapezoid as a penalty. Um, it's not basically called anyway, and teams should be able to take advantage of a Can puck. you pull up a picture of a hockey ring for Mark? He looks very confused. I'm trying to think of where the trapezoid is. <laughs> it's behind each goal line. There's two on either. There's one on either side. Of course. <laughs> nope, that doesn't count. Nope. This one doesn't well, work. so think of it this way, Mock. The trapezoid is like, nah, find a different one. That one's terrible. Damn you, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I would type in hockey trapezoid. Vectors. <laughs> no, it's got to have the trapezoids, Kendall. <laughs> Do you also not know what the trapezoid is? No, are? I know what a trapezoid <laughs> is. I just, I just, I'm not doing a good job. Type in, yeah, type in like hockey rink trapezoid. Parallelogram. <laughs> Let's see. There you go, right there. Right this there. One? Nope, right. That one. I... So behind each goal on either side, there's that little line. Yeah. The, the goaltender cannot play the puck in that left or right section. They can play the puck directly behind the net, and they can play the puck anywhere they want in front of, between the goal line and the blue line. I gotcha. They can't go past the or. Uh, sorry, and, and half. They can't go past half with the goal, with the puck. And they can't go in those trapezoids. So Kyle thinks that they should be able to play the puck anywhere they want in their own zone. 
All right. Any arguments to go so, for or against? And, and can you said that, that, that it's never really called anyway. It's just kind of like a, like it happens, but yeah, it's like a, uh, no, it happens. Like play. I mean, it's it's a more sparing penalty for sure, but. Every once in a while, a goalie will lose sight of where he is for a second to going out there to play a puck and to play it in the trapezoid. And it's just like a, a um, I forget what, illegal touching or something. I forget what the actual penalty is. But then they get a two-minute minor for it, and somebody from the team has to go serve a two-minute minor. So It'd that, be pretty cool to see a goalie handling a puck as far as he can. But that would be backwards, so that wouldn't really benefit him, if that's your argument. What do you mean? What do you mean he should be able to handle it as far as he can, like as far up the ice? Yeah. Well, the trapezoids are behind the goal. Oh, so no. they have pretty much nowhere to go. Yeah, he could go along the edges. It'd be fun. He can go along the edges. He just can't go in the trapezoid. He can skate all the way to the end by the dot and go up all, all he wants. Huh, let him do whatever the fuck he wants. Let him dangle it. <laughs> Alright, I vote no. So real quick, at the expense of making a football comparison, is this like the holding on every play? You just don't always see it? Or is this not? No. no. Okay. This is more like the. This is more like. This is more like the receiver that like runs out of bounds and then runs back in bounds to okay. catch the ball without being forced out. Like All he right. kind of does it to avoid like getting like picked off or like like you know like the coverage is too good so he steps out to go around him. That's kind of what like you don't see it often. That makes sense. I but get it's, it. it's essentially it's illegal touching. You can't they can't handle the puck in those areas. I say no because it decreases the fluidity and fast paceness of the game. I guess I. Because when a puck is coming in so hot, when it's cleared into the zone or on an icing for a penalty kill, when it's coming in hot and it wraps around the, the curved rink there, the goalie doesn't have enough time to get from his crease behind the goal and stop it there. But if he can go in the trapezoids, he can go to the other side and cut it off before it gets up. And it, it, it just it decreases the flow of the game, in my opinion. I'm going to vote. Plus, sorry, that's good. The goalie... It would also, if there was a, a situation where somebody was pinned up against the boards with the puck at their skates and another player behind them pinning them up and they're fighting with their sticks to get the puck out, the goalie would be able to go over there and just fall on the puck and trap it and they would stop the play. Because he can stop the puck behind the net. Because that's his area to work in. That's his crease. Now, crease is the wrong term. But that's his area to work in. So it just it creates too much influidity in the game in my opinion. Okay, fine. The goalie has to fight at least once a game. <laughs> Quick audible. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was a rule and it's like five seconds and you're like, all right, I gotta go. I gotta go right now. <laughs> we are gonna get fined. <laughs> I vote no. Uh, I'm voting no because Kyle voted no to my rule, so he you can suck stupid. it. Stupid. So is yours. <laughs> least, mine's like a reasonable nope, thing. It's an imaginary shape. Well, I could kind of like. It's also I not a trapezoid because it's curved. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, I'm not too familiar with the rule, but. I could get behind Kyle like if, if something that's really not getting called that often, then I, I I could agree with that. Like it's just like hey, it's, it's a rule. Well, it's not getting called often because the goalies are aware of where they can and can't go, so they don't go there. It's not like there's like a plethora of goalies standing in the trapezoid. Like man, I wish I could touch the puck here. This would be great. <laughs> oh, come, on, come on, come on, you don't know what they're saying. Um, kind of like when you're playing air hockey and just waiting for it to slide over to your side of the table. <laughs> I will agree with Kyle to be a contrarian. Because you're a rat. Yeah. Matt? That, that's right. Oh, well, yes, because it's Kyle. Hang up on him. <laughs> no one likes you. Everyone likes Chris. <laughs> Everybody hates Chris. <laughs> 
Kendall? All right. I would like to change uh, wood puck. Wood puck. I'd like to, <laughs> bring, like to bring the wood puck conversation back to light. Uh, I'd like to change uh, certain clock stoppages, uh, where because hockey is a pretty fluid game. You know, they they do like the line changes with pretty oh, yeah. much no. Uh, I'm sorry, Kyle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's pretty seamless. I think it's like one of the only sports that I know. It's kind of it's very very fluid. Um, but there is weird clock stoppages. Now, maybe it's because I don't understand. Um, but there'll be times where the the goalie will, will stop uh, the puck because I guess he's in a prone position or whatever, and that will stop the clock. But there'll be other times where he can stop the puck and then just send it back into play. I think any time the, the goalie makes a play on the puck, the clock could just continue until timeout is called or a violation. I missed the whole thing. Sorry. I had tuned out for a I second. I just don't get it. Can you repeat it again? All right. Time. So there's certain times where the goalie will, will stop the puck, and they'll actually they'll like stop the clock. Mm-hmm. But other times that it will just remain in play. I think it should just always be, unless there's a timeout or there was a penalty uh, that would stop the clock. What do you mean it remains in play? So, you know, like sometimes like the, the goalie will, will stop the puck and just send it back out. Yeah. Then there'll be other times where they'll stop it. They'll blow the whistle and... Well, yeah, it's like a it's like a time thing, right? I just like think they have like they have like a second or two. It's at the it's it's a it's a referee thing where it's like a judgment of the referee. But it's like if they have it for because because a lot of times too, like they stop it because the goalie might have made the save, but he might have made it with like his the puck might be between his arm and his rib, so he you know on his glove side, so he doesn't have the free hand to pull it out and throw it. So they stop it. But other times, someone takes a slap shot and he hits it with his he catches it with his glove and can just drop it down onto the ice. Right. And keep going in a fluid motion. Well, I just feel like, you know, he, he, he catches it awkward, awkwardly or whatever, and then, you know, people like, okay, he's got it. And then they'll, they'll, they'll back off, and then they'll just... But they won't back off. Well, Why would you back off? But if they're not going to stop it, you're going to have players coming in and jabbing at the goalie with the stick to get him to drop the puck for an easy, quick shot goal. Uh, I'm kind of into that. <laughs> well, it's fine, but I'm just saying, but that's, they're not going to back off. Well, then... No stoppage clock. That's like saying, that, but that, that's like saying, oh, the quarter, the, the, the quarterback scrambled outside of the pocket. We can let him go. We're not going to try to sack him. Let him go. <laughs> uh, I disagree because it's going to cause a lot of injuries to the goalies. I I agree. I I, I shoot that one down. Yeah, it's stupid. Wood puck. Wood puck is my second. Uh, <laughs> Metal. Puck. I'm in on the wood puck. That's a stupid meme. I think it's funny. He's got 12. <laughs> but even still, it's still funny. <laughs> Mass, you got one? Yeah. Um, this is kind of the stuff I had in mind when I was doing this, but I like the stuff we've actually started going to more. Uh, but I like the idea of uh, goals scored from behind the blue line count for two goals. Mass, did you go on the hockeywriters.com to look up obscure rules that should count? No, but that actually sounds like a good idea. Hold on. It, it sounds like he's talking about having a wood puck brought into the NHL, which I could get behind it. Do you have a reason, an argument you'd like to, to like so the NHL three-point shot? I, I was looking for a reason. Like, every other sport has a way to score more than one point. Not baseball. You hit a home run and you get multiple people in. It's one per run, though. It's one, a person counts as a run. Well... But you have the ability like to do an odd one play. Right, but you can't hit a two-run home run with the bases empty. No. 
but you know what I mean. You have the ability to modify the score. Like, let's say you have one on and you need to win the game. That's kind of where the thought was coming from. Soccer. All the important sports. I'm sorry. <laughs> but see, like, but the the point of those is like when you when you talk about it from a football standpoint, you're looking at it from the aspect where in football, if you run or throw the ball into the end zone, it's six points. And then after you score that, the six points, if you kick it in, it's one. Or if you score it in the end zone again, it's two. And then the the field goal is like, like, there, like it, it's not – like there's no other ways to score. You're still scoring a goal the same way. Right, but this is like an exceptional distance. That's the only thing that I could come up with that could count for two goals. So you're saying if they score it from the defensive zone behind the goal yeah. and in – See the reason that so, like, the reason that the, so the reason I'm going to shoot that down on my opinion is because really the only the only two times a puck from the defensive end behind the net makes it down to the other goal is on a really long outlet pass that fails. But whenever that happens, there's a goalie in, so it's 99.9 times out of 100, it's not going in. And the other option would be if the team is just clearing the puck out when the other team has pulled their goalie. And if you pulled your goalie and you're down two, like making it worth two is, it's like making like oh once you go up by thirty in NFL touchdowns are now worth twelve. <laughs> really compile that score. Right. So I mean, I, I personally think that it's perfect the way it is. It, it makes it's it's one goal. It, it's it's one point. That's all it is. It, because the, uh, the NHL is already a, a much more offensively based game than it was ten years ago. Like the, a lot of the other sports have gone home run baseball. High scoring passing offenses versus the run, you know, you, you see it in um, basketball too. Minimal defense, you're seeing a lot of teams averaging 110 points per game. But like, like with hockey, like you would just be like, it's almost like you're adding points that don't need to be that don't need to be. And I think it would happen so seldom that it wouldn't be worth it. It wouldn't be one of those things like, oh, that happened. That's super rare. It's just one of those things like, I don't know. Oh, it happened just, again. The time it would happen would be a time where it doesn't matter. You're already up. You're up a goal with 30 seconds left, and they pulled their goalie, and you just scored two points on it. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I get it, it ensures the victory, but I don't I, I say don't. you bring in bonus time. Each team gets two minutes if you score its two goals. All right. You got to have a special buzzer. The other reason I don't like it, too, is for the same thing that we've talked about a bunch of other times with other things, is that it completely throws all uh, records out the window. Goals yes. by a defenseman. Things like that. If a, if a defenseman broke the goals by a defenseman in a season record by one goal and scored a two pointer, would he have broken it? No. So it's you know, it's the same thing with like now that the the seventeen game season is going to be a thing. Like all all regular season records mean nothing. Well, I mean they've expanded the season before and they still look back to past they records and but they don't, but they don't they don't mean anything though. No, I I, I right. see what you're saying. Like the I first understand. time up, the first time somebody broke the regular season passing record when it went 14 to 16, I'm willing to bet no one was like, "Oh my God, how did he do that?" Well, he had an additional 120 minutes to do. <laughs> well, when when Peyton broke the touchdown record, how old was that record? Um, I mean, it was Marino's record. Yeah, and that was 16 game season. That was like a, a early. 80s, late 70s, change, 14 to 16, 16. games. Dan Marino did it in 16-game in seasons. 
But like the, the the regular, I mean, like they'll they'll still like be impressive because yeah. it's only one more game. But I mean, you know, if the seventeenth game of the season somebody breaks Drew Brees's, well, think think even the like the single season rushing, right? You know, like I I, I see what you're saying. How many players? How many players have come within two hundred yards of? Yeah, it's happened a of, lot of Eric Dickerson's record. I mean, Adrian, Adrian Peterson, Peterson, I think, missed it by what, like sixty yards? It was, it was, yeah, it right. was like nine. No, it was less than that. Uh. It was like nine and yards. If he had that other game, chances are. He yeah. Would... Uh, I, I was really rooting for him. I, I'm, I'm not sure. You're a big I'm, Vikings I'm not in, fan. I'm not in, in favor of it. I think they should stick just one goal. I, you're getting too. You'd be getting too cute at that <clears> point. <throat> you're trying to make a change for change's sake. Yes. You're not improving the game, but anyway. Like when you score, everyone should play rock paper scissors. If your team loses, so is that your count. vote? Then your vote is that yes or no? Uh, I say no. You don't get any more rule suggestions. <laughs> no. Good. Uh, I vote. I make a rule change that when you commit a penalty, the team that's going up on the power play already has a man advantage for two minutes. They shouldn't also get the puck a face-off in the offensive zone. So when you commit a penalty, the other team gets a man advantage and the puck gets brought down to whatever side of the ice it was, left or right, in your defensive side of the zone. So now they're already they're in your zone with a man advantage. I think after a penalty is committed, the team should get a man advantage and then it should be taken at center ice. Yeah, so otherwise it's a double punishment. Right, exactly. You're already being penalized by losing a man for two minutes. What? I mean, what if they... Just to kind of piggyback, if they introduce like an option, almost like in football, you can accept or decline. Like you could take the man advantage, or you get the face off, and you know, like in your offensive zone. Um, I mean, you could do that, but everyone would just take the man advantage. Yeah, because you get it for two minutes. Otherwise, you're just taking a normal face off. I could get behind that. I mean, because for me, it's like a double negative. Right. Right. I'm in. Double negative makes it positive. He's right to know. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, a grammar scholar. Have some shot. You'll, you'll like it. <laughs> Dump, dumpster juice. There's one in the NFL that's like that too, where they do like the double negative. Oh, uh, for, it was the, called uh, deer blood. No, the the uh, um the illegal forward pass. Like I'm not a fan of that. That you lose yardage and a down. Yeah, it's, it's odd. That like it's, it's just well, it's uh, intentional grounding. They do that. You lose the down, and I think isn't it also a ten yard penalty? No, I think intentional yes. grounding is just yardage. Uh, I know you, you lose a down for the intentional. Really don't like that. That's what I'm but it's like any anything that does like it's a double. It's, you're getting penalized twice. Yeah, for it. yeah, it like, doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> so, I, but that that's fine. So we got a yes from Kendall. Yes. Ah! Ten yards and loss of down. What? We're voting on my rule. <laughs> I was looking up Mock's answer. What? He, knew the answer. he was looking up the intentional ground. Yeah, I know, but vote. Yes. Mock, do you have another one? No. <laughs> I know you do. Just no, I, I don't. Metal pucks. Oh, you know, you know what? You know what? I got one. I'll throw at you, Paul. If if your goalie commits a penalty, I know the way it is now. Like a different player sits in for. They should make that goalie go to the penalty box. Bring in the backup for the two, whatever. Like, why? Why should the goalie get a free pass? 
and have some. So like because, if, be, well, be, because then you're done. What do you mean? It's like baseball rules. Oh, take the goalie out. It's done. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Okay. No more I ice. That. I can get I can get behind if the goalie commits a penalty, the other team gets to choose who goes in the penalty box. And because a lot of times you just they they have the the team just pick someone to go in the box and they just pick like a fourth liner, yeah, somebody that's not going to play anyway during this penalty kill. <laughs> Imagine if that was your job. <laughs> like, hey, uh, you're our uh, deputy box sitter. No more icing. Shit, you're going to pay me for that? No more okay. icing. I sit on my ass all day anyways, and I don't get paid for it. About time you told the truth. What do you think? Take a break? Got, what time is it? Got, no, no, wait. Oh. We got like five more minutes. All right. No Souls? more icing. What? No more icing. Never. I think they should go to 10 on 10. Yikes. <laughs> There'll be no goals. Yeah, With guys. three pucks. Double goalie. No, no, no. Still one goalie. <laughs> the icing thing should never be changed. Because it, it would just... Every, think about it. You just get in the gym. You just keep flinging it down to the other side of the ice. Like, it would be boring. It'd be, it, it, it would be boring to watch. What if they played with a football? It'd be the same thing as if, like... It'd be the same thing as if, like, a quarterback takes a snap and sees pressure and just, just throws it just right into the ground every time. Yeah. Or, or throws well, it away. I mean, that was kind of New York Giants football for a couple of years. But I mean, but like you know, like th- or throws it into the no, stands. I, you know what I'm what saying? Like it's just like it, it just ruins the fluidity. Yeah, and it it ruins the yeah. It's just not not a big fan. Um, I could get behind go- uh, being able to score the puck with a different part of your body other than your hands or your feet. But like, there's times where players have like headbutted a puck out of the air into the net, and it doesn't count. <laughs> Because you can't score, you can't score with, you can't intentionally push the puck across the goal line with a part of your body other than your stick. That's bullshit. I'm absolutely for that. Andrew Shaw headbutted a puck in in the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> that's cool. He jumped and up in midair no. and just nailed it in with his head. And that's and why I'll like forever stand count. by hockey players are psychopaths. I could also get behind um, eliminating high sticks on batted in goals. So the way the rule is, is if. When a puck is flipped up in the air in front of the, the goal, like you know, if people are sh- scrimmaging down low, and or scrummaging down low, and like the puck gets flipped up, or like it deflects off the goalie on a shot, if the puck is above the crossbar of the goal, and you slap it, in, you lift up your stick to hit it in, it doesn't count. Yeah, it's got to be goal. That'd be the crossbar or lower, and then you can slam it in with at a midair. And it, you see it all the time, but a lot of times you see people. If you have the hand-eye coordination to do it, it should count. As yeah, long as you don't hit so. anybody with your stick. Yeah. Rule of cool. If it works, it's cool. Yeah. Does anybody else have any that they'd like to do? I know nobody else did homework today. Just well, I, I, I did. Hmm. Um, but it's kind of, and you'd have to help me out. The, they, they had changed the way, like, overtime works. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember what the order of things was. If it was just right into to shootout or if it was uh, always the, like, you know, the... The three on three or whatever it was. Uh, I think it's that they use a wood puck <laughs> in overtime. But do, do you remember that they they changed the way overtime procedure went, yeah. like in our time watching hockey? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what it was previously, but four I on four. it was oh, and no shootout. No, it's four on four and then a shootout. Then a shootout. So, so it's a four on four overtime period and then a shootout. 
and they change they change it to three on three because with less people on the ice, more you see it all the time in three on three. What happens is is you get you know you have two people in the offensive zone. Usually you have two forwards that work down low and one defenseman that play up at the blue line, and the defenseman will pinch down on his shot or something like that, and they'll poke it out, and then you end up having a two on goalie, two on not two on none. You know, fast break. That's how you see a lot of those games end because it just opens up the ice that much more. Mistakes are that much more detrimental. So it very much heightened the chance of there being a goal scored in overtime and not going to the shootout. I don't think they should ever eliminate the shootout. So I guess I'm asking, would you ever get behind a, a no overtime and just right into shootout with regulation? No. Ends? No? No. What if you change the overtime to horse, one-to-one horse? <laughs> no, it takes so long. <laughs> overtime is only five minutes. Right, Big well, overtime three on three. I mean, there's a lot of people that think it should be like the NA, like the playoffs, where it's continuous overtime until someone scores. But there's times where like that would go on for a very long time. I mean, it's not baseball, right? You know, so, it's it, it's got it's got a uh, it's got an overtime and then an immediate deciding win loss factor at the end of it. There's only gay sports end in ties. <laughs> and I, I like the way it goes, but it just it's baseball funny to end me. in a tie. We're talking about football and soccer. Ah. It's like if, if you, the end goal is going to be a win-lose, why have both? You can just have one or the other. That's Can basketball end in a tie? No. Okay. Idiot. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I just didn't know how long it was going to take. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> All right, so we'll go to break. When we come back, we'll... Uh... I don't know. You guys want to talk about like what teams players might have signed players? With players? Yeah, like if we could do just, just some maybe some uh, free agency stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are in on that. Sounds great. I think it's a great idea. I wish someone else had pitched it earlier. Hey, it's what I do. Yeah. I make all the content. You do what you can. But uh, So we'll be back on the other side of the break. And now, back to getting sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Degenerates, all of them. Yeah. So does anybody have any idea what they want to do this hour? Kyle, what do you think we should do this hour? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I have an idea. Golf trivia. No, no, no. no. I, I want to see what Kyle thinks. But I, I have a good idea. But let me, let's see what Kyle thinks first. Kyle, uh, what do you think we should idea. do this hour? Golf trivia. Is that really what you want to do? Yep. Are you serious? No. What do you want to do? Uh, Baskin Robbins. Is that what, Taste Kyle, test. I want you to tell me what you really want to do. Baskin Robbins always finds out, bro. What do you want to do, Kyle? What do you want to talk about this hour? I guess we could do NFL free agency, right? What'd you say? Hold on. Hold on. No, no. Kyle, what'd you say you want to do? NFL free agency. That's retarded. Mock, what do you want to do? I have such a better idea. What? Listen, players are signing on new teams. We should talk about it. Oh, Especially like in the NFL. Ooh, right. okay. All, All right. right. Bobby Locke was a popular golf player. Which nation? <laughs> Hold on. I want to oh, answer this question. Hold England. On. Was a popular golf player. Which nation did he come from? Scotland. Fair guess. I would almost say Scotland myself. I'm going to say Wales. That's a good, good guess. Mm. It's England. If it's England, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to go, hold on. I have one. I have a guess, too. Swedish. <laughs> Got me on that one. That's the way he said it. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, okay. Scandinavia. All right, Mass. Want to say a country? <sighs> no. All right. Oh, porn. Porn. <laughs> <laughs> South Africa. <laughs> Sometimes you just make yourself laugh. That was good. That was good. You jokes. All right. Is this the the 
page we should be on? Yeah. No. No, I didn't think so. Because a lot of these people have already committed, so. <laughs> there you go. Top one. This one right here? Yeah. Is it a dot .net? No. It's a dot .com. I personally only like to go to dot .sport. <laughs> You're good there, sport boy Yeah, we're on sport track. Is this what we want? I mean, I guess. It doesn't really say the teams or anything. Yeah, that doesn't really help us. Well, yes, it does. It's saying everybody that signed, and then it's telling you the teams that didn't sign. Well, teams don't sign. Yeah, they sign. They, they sign the players. Oh, oh, back I didn't track. realize the Jets could sign as free agents with the Chargers. Exactly. Probably help <laughs> them out a lot. Not really. It would help the Jets out. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Ow. All right. Well, the, oh, never mind. Yeah. I, I think the other list was all right. Can I think you should give us a pie graph? Give a pie graph? It's right there, Kyle. Kendall. Oh, perfect. Dolphins have $202.05 million. Is that how you say it? Is <laughs> <laughs> that how you read this $205 million? <laughs> yeah, there's no O's in no. Yeah, they're Oh, the Bills got no money. Well, Kyle, why don't, you, why don't you recap who signed today? All right. Alphabetical. That's not happening. All right, fine. Do it in time order. <laughs> I can do that. Alphabetically. <laughs> just, let's just look at Bleach Report updates. <laughs> uh, we get to this page. It's a weird fidget spinner you got there. You know, it looks like someone took two gauges out of someone's ears. It's two bottle openers. Neat. I left my fidget cube at home and needed something to do. This was in the car. I thought you were going to say, gave your love to Karen. Gave <laughs> my love to Oh, there Karen. he goes. It promised to be. It promised? I went to it's objectively, it could be. to come back to find five bridges. <laughs> <laughs> we just leaning in. <laughs> it was consensual. You know, Kyle, that actually happened. We witnessed that live. I know. I wish that, I was there. I'm telling you, Kyle, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard. But all their fathers were hanged, and the children all had pink eye. While their hair. Look at that. Our last listener. There he goes. <laughs> they were singing. I've checked out. <laughs> all right. Listen, that movie is so fucking overrated. First time I saw this. It's too long. Right, like well, the first thing that happened. Well, you ever, you ever, you ever been with Rebecca for more than forty-eight hours? Because she's gonna watch it twelve yeah. times. The and then she's gonna recite things. all the lines incorrectly. Yeah, that's the worst part. <laughs> I, I, if you want to like say the the line, fine, but at least say it right. Kendall had to jump in. <laughs> God. All right, God, I'm ready for you. So the first thing that happened was last night. Ryan Tannehill signed with the Titans. Was anyone surprised by that? Uh, no. no. I wasn't surprised. I just, I, I don't know. I guess I didn't expect it. I, I figured they were going to get him. I didn't think Brady was going to be a Titan. I just thought it was going to happen after free agency, like, actually yeah. started. Because, like, the whole, like, or until, like, until Brady landed, you know. that That's what I mean. I thought Brady was going to be the first, like. Domino? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think it was a good move by the Titans. It was. They made it kind of not clear, but I think that's what they wanted to do as the season was coming to end. Like you know, hey, we're happy with what we got. Let's let's keep it rolling. 
I, I hope that they can work out the deal with Derrick Henry because I think he's more important to that offense than than Tannehill was. Oh, I think so. But you know, we'll we'll see. A lot of people, a lot of NFL players were like pissed that Henry didn't get the deal. Uh, why? Like franchise tag him. You have the money to tag him, and then you work out the deal. You you have time to work it out. Like they had to they had to make they wanted both of them. Yeah. It, Tannehill was the cheaper sign because fucking Henry's going to get paid a lot of money guaranteed. Yeah. Because he's younger. I mean, Tannehill, you're, you gave him, what, a three-year deal, right? Yeah. Uh, what, whatever, though. It's just, I mean, they're, they're probably going to lock Henry up on, like, a six-year deal for a lot of fucking money. And a lot of it's going to be guaranteed more percentage-wise than Tannehill's. And, like, you, now you have time. You have time to do that. I don't think there's any bad blood between Henry and the organization about hold out until this gets done. I think that doing it this early made it very transparent. Hey, we want, you know, this is maybe they offered him a deal and it wasn't the right deal. So let's take our time with it. Let's not, let's not rush this. Let's take our time with it. And then, then they know where they sit with draft picks and what, the, what else you need to do in free agency. I have so no issues with it. That That's the thing where a lot of players don't like to get the tag because it, it then, it just limits them. I mean, if if he wants to come back, then then it is what it is. Well, players but. don't like to get the tag because if they go out and have a down year, now their their value yeah. is ridiculously lower. But what I mean is, is it lim- it 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 erases your your potential to sign because you can't go and negotiate anywhere. You're you're not a free agent. You're you know you're under their tag. Because we saw it like with Bell the year where they had the tag and then they they wouldn't rescind it, so he just wasted it, you know. Right. Um. But yeah, a lot of the times you see that the players play under the tag because they make a lot of money, and then they they sign the extension and whatever. Um. But it'll be interesting. I mean, Derrick Henry was was very good. Yeah, well, the spotlight's on him because he had that, that monster year. And that's like, hey, you did it once. Can you do it twice? So, I'm rooting for him. So, good on you, Tannehill. Yup. Go uh, go win some games. Who's the first one there? We have uh, Byron Jones. Yeah, signed a massive deal with Miami today. Can you get the numbers? Uh, five for 82 and a half. How much guaranteed? I think it was... 57. Is it? So it's right here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall, you know more about football. Good for you. I do. I just went as a pie chart here, too. The Bills have $6 million. How much do the uh, Dolphins have? Uh, $202.05 million. No, that, that's what they've spent. No, no, no. That's what they have. No, that's how many nachos there are in the stadium. It Ooh, says free agent go. spending. No, 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 no. See, that's... <laughs> that's your, that, this is your second language, right? English? All right. Anyway. Dolphins so, spend a lot, of another, a lot of money. How long got? Well, it is interesting because the Dolphins have more problems than answers right now. Um, I don't know. It's just a... Well, it doesn't make sense. You go out and you trade all your players from last year just to try and re-beef the team this year. Well, I think they, they traded the guys they knew they weren't going to be able to re-sign. Right. They traded the guys that they weren't going to be able to re-sign or that they could get extreme value back for, like with Minka Fitzpatrick. They could get value back in terms of first-round picks. They can load up. They're going to get the quarterback they want this year, one way or another. They're gonna, yep. Whoever they want, they're going to get. 
with the exception of maybe Joe Burrow. But if they want Tua, they're going to get Tua. They'll find a way to get him. They have enough draft capital over the next three years to do it without demolishing the team. Yeah. And they're, they're going to have a, kind of an inflow of cash over the next few years to work with. So they're coming in and they're beefing up the core pieces to the team. That's what they're doing. They just need Chad Pennington. They're, they're <laughs> building. I think the Dolphins are banking on this. The Bills are kind of good, but we don't know what direction they're going in right now. The Jets are a dumpster fire. <laughs> And we're, we're getting, even if he does resign, we're getting to the end of this Brady Patriot era. So let's be front runners when that time ends. Yeah. Let's be ready to start kicking it into high gear then. Because they're not playing for anything right now. I mean, they're, they're not better, than, even with Byron Jones, even if they get Tua, they're not better than the Bills, they're not better than the, the Patriots. But they can make themselves a contending team in terms of viewability and in games. And who knows? Maybe, you know, it, we've seen it plenty of times where teams win four or five games in the middle of the season by three points, and all of a sudden they're a game out of the wild card, yeah. and it completely changes the structure of your team. Yeah. And Miami's a, Miami is a enticing place to go in free agency. There's no, there's no state taxes. There's no car taxes. Warm, basically, all the time. Yeah, warm, basically, all the time, and you're good. Then we got Kyle Van Noy, right? Can't see. Yes, Calvin, sorry. I think you were kind of like going off on a tangent. No, there. he also signed with the Dolphins. He did. Four years. He's a weird player because he sucked with Detroit and was pretty good with New England. He's a situational yeah. player. Well, the the thing that's important that you said there, and we've seen this when free agents leave New England, a lot of people are only good in New England. <laughs> it, it's just the, the system they have in place, the, the stat just – Belichick gets the best out of his players, so when they go to other teams, they don't continue that. We see it all the time with these guys that leave New England. Yeah, it's strange. It's, well, it's kind of with every team. Like, say if like you sign, you get drafted by like the Packers, you sign somewhere else. They're normally not as good because you're part of a system for four years. Now you got to ch- change your whole. Yeah, we've seen it. In Pittsburgh, like the top like free agents that like Mike Wallen, right in Pittsburgh, basically out of the league now. Kendall, can I make a quick recommendation to you? Yes, I think you should go straight to the. I don't want to have the same beer lineup review as you, but I, go to the IPA. If there's one left, I think. Did anybody else be. have one? Did anybody else have an IPA? I didn't. All right, so take an IPA after you, because these are both a little bit more on the not bland in terms of flavor, but like more renounced flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. This is going to have a whole new light of taste to you. All right. So try it after you have the 312. All right. All right. Go we'll back be. to previous. Sorry. Um, yeah, Vinoy signs. I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, a namesake, another namesake going to the Dolphins defense to see if it bolsters. But, right. know, I saw that earlier. I don't really know that guy very well, the offensive lineman. He signed a five-year, $50 million deal with the Lions. They need offensive line. You want to take a stab at his name real quick? I can't see it. Looks like Mass Yoshi. I'm here. It's because Mass isn't there. <laughs> Mass? Mass is here. Oh. oh. So his Talk name is uh, Halapuli Viati. Yeah. I just made that up. Yeah, he's a lion. Yeah, he's a lion. Yeah, he's a lion now. Um, and uh, 
Mike Yukera. He five years, uh, fifty. I, I honestly dollars. don't know much about him. So I don't know if that's a good price for him, overpaid or whatever. Well, if you're a good offensive lineman, you're priceless. It's a massive overpay. He not live out that deal. Why? Because he's not that good of a tackle. He's serviceable. He's not an elite tackle. Right. So, so <laughs> Kendall's just such a rat over there with the mouse. They got James Bradbury going to the Giants. That shocked me. I thought he was going to the Redskins. You know, it's one of those things. Bradbury, I think, is good. Um, just a lot of money. Yeah, well, you fucking desperately needed. No, I, listen. They they were filling a need. I I get that. But um, there's only one need you guys don't have. Running back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, quarterback. I mean, I'll say quarterback because they're coming into Daniel Jones. No, yeah. But, um, I mean, corner, I mean, we, we saw it the last couple of years. The secondary has been terrible. Um, so, I think it's a good sign. It's just a lot of money. You know, we we saw it with – we see it with many corners that sign these big deals. I mean, Xavier Rhodes just got cut. Yeah. It, you know? He was cheeks, so. But before his big deal, he was he was an elite corner. And then he signed his big deal. Well, corner. Yeah, see, that's and Kendall. How many times have we preached it? Uh, Top exactly. shelf corners are short lived when you're when you're a pick artist, and that's what Xavier Rhodes was was yeah. a pick artist. Long term good corners are not interception first corners. The yeah, with the exception it. of Asante Samuel, I think he's the one real exception, right? Yeah, I think so. But I mean, like, kind of cut it early. But like Champ Bailey, Charles Tillman, Richard Sherman, these guys are not people that are known for. Intercepting the football, they're known for aggravating wide receivers and getting yeah. in their heads and causing them to make mistakes and outsmarting the offense. And that's that's what keeps you dominant for a long period of time. Yeah. So, are we done on this Burberry one? Yeah. yeah. All right. I want to just roll off. I know that's not in the same order of the list. So I'm sure we'll get to it at some point. But just rolling off the Giants, I want to know what everyone thinks about Jason Pierre-Paul getting $27 million. With who? The Tampa Bucks. Bay. He re-signed with Tampa Bay for 27 wow. over two. Wow. 13 and a half mil for I feel like that is so much overpaid. Yeah. I mean, let me pull up his stats. Let's see. Jason Pierre Paul. That's a lot of money. Well, typically he's kind of in trying 2019 to... he had uh no. <laughs> for that team, for the for the Bucks. And his two year in his two years in Tampa, he's put up 22 sacks. Well, he put up 22 sacks, he's, and he's had, last year tackle-wise, he was like way fucking down. He only had 27 tackles. Well, he had four fingers. Well, he had 58 the year before that. I think Jason Pierre-Paul is kind of like one of those guys now that's kind of like a gap opener. Does that make sense? Like, he's like the guy that people are going to look to double-team so the linebackers can get yeah. in. No, I get that, but I don't know. I, I just, that's I feel a like that's a lot of money to, to put into... Such a short deal for an aged player. Yeah, that that really like what has always been on the high end of serviceable, but never, with the exception of that one year in New York, extremely dominant. I think he had one year in New York where he had like sixteen and a half sacks or something like that. But outside of that, yeah. I think his career high is twelve and a half. Unless somebody was offering him a little like something, unless another team was offering him like something close, and close, and Kepe was like, "We want to keep him." Yeah, in that maybe. sense. Like, we would offer you that, so we'll bump it up a mil to yeah. keep you or something. 
But still, even if it was twenty six mil, I feel like that's a lot for him. I, I mean, I it's a lot. But but at the same time, I mean, defensive ends are the quarterbacks of the defense right now. Having a, having to, having a good defensive end is all the difference. You know, we're we're, we're away from the era. It's always, it always seems to be. It's it's the offensive position and then the defensive position that's responsible for stopping it, because for the longest time it was always inside linebackers and running backs, and for a very brief time it was receivers and corners, and now it's quarterbacks and defensive ends. The edge rush, yeah. With so the exception of Aaron Donald, who likes to put medicine balls on his feet. <laughs> there was a couple signings today that I was very surprised about. I mean, the the uh, Austin Hooper one. Yeah, that shocked me. That that one surprised me. I thought the I thought the Packers were going to be in big on him. To it's be a bad honest. tight end class. I I no, I know, but I just but I like I thought he was going to go elsewhere. But I mean, I really don't even think it's a bad tight end. Class. I mean, Austin Hooper's proven that he's good. I mean, no, 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 no. it's a bad. Um, it's a draft. draft. Oh, draft. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I thought for sure New England was going to jump. At either Jim Graham or Austin Hooper, I thought for sure they were going to bring at least one of them in because they love tight ends. I mean, right? I mean, I, I heard I they they have more success with their own tight end. Like tight ends that gone there haven't really succeeded like Gronk and Aaron Hernandez did. Well, see, here's the thing too. I feel like that's a kind of I feel like that's more of a staple in the position itself, league wide. I feel like tight ends, when they leave their home, where they played and made the name for themselves, never pan out the same way elsewhere. Because tight ends are so tight ends are the most scheme based position on the offensive side, skill position, than any other player. Because a quarter, I mean, not that tight ends don't have talent, but like the most elite tight ends in NFL history are not. Are, you know their highlight reels are amazing receptions and touchdowns, but they were known for more than that. Like Rob Gronkowski was a very good blocking tight end. Greg Olson, great blocking tight end. Shannon Sharp, great run de- run offensing for run blocking for tight end position. Antonio Great and Gates, great second level run blocker. These guys do a lot more than just receiving the football. George Kittle, George Kittle is the prime example of that. Wants to block. The one exception I'll give is Travis Kelsey. He is a receiving tight end. And then Jimmy Graham, but we saw that. After he left the Saints, never panned out to be that elsewhere. A lot of tight ends, when they leave and go elsewhere, don't pan out. A lot of them. Look at Trey Burton. Was very good on the the Eagles. I think the only one that's really panned out has been Gonzalez. Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp had some dominance. A a little bit Jeremy Shockey was a great (laughs) Bennett? (laughs) What? What about Bennett? Martellus? Hmm. He, was he wasn't of, dominant anywhere. He was just kind of average. He was Martellus Bennett was an elite run blocker everywhere he went. But he, he the Bears don't know how to use tight ends. That's been established for years since they got rid of Greg Olson because he wasn't good enough. Um <laughs> But I mean but like I mean he played well for the Cowboys and the Giants. And he played he played decent for the, the, the Patriots, but he was never like an elite tight end. You know, th- that was another guy, Greg Olson. I-, I just thought for sure the Patriots would have jumped at one of them. But I I think we're going to kind of counter Patriots, that. I think the Patriots are now starting their rebuild. I think. That's what I mean. They're, they're gonna, it's going to be a new look type no, team. Let's kind of package these. Well, the thing, though, is, is I, don't, I don't think Greg Olson or Austin Hooper fit the Patriots. If you go back and you look, historically, the most dominant Patriot tight ends 
are fast, big, and can jump high. Greg Olson and Austin Hooper are not fast. They're not fast tight ends. Austin Hooper is a good route runner, and so and Greg Olson has great hands, but they're not fast and they're not deep threats in terms of like straight up the seam. The only, in my opinion, there's only three tight ends in the NFL that could fit the way Gronkowski did in the Patriots scheme, and that is Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Jimmy Graham. Those are the only three. Jimmy Graham is still J- Jimmy Graham's an insane athletic specimen. I mean, he he might not he might not have panned out on other teams scheme wise because he think he played better at that wide receiver position. Yeah. But when you play tight end as a Patriot, you're a wide receiver. You're not a tight end. The only thing that would keep Jimmy Graham back from that is that he's just not a known he's not known for his blocking. Right. But I think Jimmy Graham, like if you put Jimmy Graham in that offense last year. I think that th- that's an entirely different Patriots team. That's what I mean. That that was always like the big glaring missing piece. See, that's the thing, and like that's a, and, and, and it's just like it, it's the thing with like Rob Gronkowski is like as dominant as he was, the guy was a better decoy than he ever was a threat. Because you send Rob Gronkowski down the seam, and Edelman can do whatever the fuck he wants five yards out. Yeah, and Edelman is one of the best at making people miss once he gets the ball. I mean, he's right up there with Golden Tate in terms of yak. We call that yards after the catch. Them yak yards. Yeah. But anyway, all right, so let's get back to it. We're running out. So, with packaging. So, the Browns signed Case Keenum. Stupid. No, no. That's uh, that's so appropriate. That's exactly where he was going to go. I, I, I actually think it's... I think, I think it's a great sign. I think it's a great sign. I think that I think it's a great sign. I think that give, because of his, his success as a Viking and serviceability as a Redskin... They had to give more guarantee than they wanted to, but because he had shown success in his career in terms of playoff depth and whatnot, they had to kind of add that that guarantee money into it. Because even though it's only ten million guaranteed, I mean, I, I could very easily see this being like a you know, if Baker Mayfield goes out and has a, a career year, I could see them cutting ties with Keenum, yeah, and bringing in a less expensive option. But then that's dead cap money at that point. But Case Keenum is somebody that, you know, you don't know what you're getting out of Baker Mayfield, and you have a very limited window of Odell and Jarvis Landry. Nick Chubb. Combined with Chubb and now Hooper and Najoku. Yeah. So bring in somebody at a cheaper rate that you don't have to give up any draft picks for to come in that can work an elite offense. And, you know, oddly off the bench, Keenum is, like, pretty good. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think I think it's a great signing by the Browns, to be honest. I, I think that that was one of the most underrated signings of the and, entire and first day. And to me, too, like, like you were just kind of saying, it keeps Mayfield kind of honest. Because who, who was behind him last year? Tim Couch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no. It was his son, um, Joey Loveseat. <laughs> but, I mean, really, like, there was no one behind. So, I mean, we saw I guess Mayfield did play so great last Chad year. Futon. He didn't play great last year, so at least now there's someone behind him that has had NFL success, right? Right. Plus, and, anything, and that's going to push him. And the other thing too is, is if, if there's anything we've learned in the NFL, being an elite starter is great, but doesn't necessarily mean that you're the 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 only mentors. Yeah, we've seen a lot of backups, career backups, be great mentors. I mean, I I would be. I, I wouldn't be hard-pressed to say that some of the early career sex, success that Mariota had had something to do with having Hasselbeck behind him. 
Has- I mean, Hasselbeck yeah. was never a Drew Brees, but he was a career vet that started for a long time and knew the ins and outs of the game and probably had one of the higher IQs in the game. A lot of these guys that don't have the talent of the Peyton Mannings and Patrick Mahomes and Brett Favre still have insane IQs. Oh, of course. I mean, you look at somebody like a Patrick Beverly in the NBA. Patrick Beverly probably has one of the best NBA IQs ever, but he's not an elite NBA player. He would never, ever in a billion years be on anybody's starting in, in, in uh, anybody's all NBA team if you were to make a starting five and a bench. Kendall wouldn't pick him. <laughs> Kendall has plenty of other ridiculous names that he likes at the point guard position. That's true. <laughs> but so I think the Case Keenum signing is brilliant. I, I think it's I a great it signing. Time. It keeps him honest. It keeps it's a perfect insurance policy due to an injury, or like you said, Mayfield came out and lit things up his rookie year, dropped a dud his sophomore year. So you come out, and if things don't go the direction you want, you have a limited – you know, you look at it this way. The Steelers haven't proven that they're going to be the dominant fashion that they are. You have a seventh playoff spot. The Bengals are going nowhere. The AFC East is a real weird show right now, especially if Brady leaves. You don't know what you're going to get out of it. The Bills aren't a shoe in by any stretch of the imagination. Everybody in the AFC West except for the Chiefs has shown that we don't know what we're getting out of them. And then you go to the AFC South, and it's like, okay, the Texans are a legitimate contender, and the, you know, but the Colts, who know, what, it depends on what happens quarterback wise, and even if they go out and get like a Philip Rivers or something, there's still the 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 whole aspect of playing and making sure it works, because on paper you can put together a team and it always sounds great, yeah, but who fucking knows? And injuries, all that stuff. So this is this year, especially with this new playoff spot added in, this is the time for the Browns to figure it out. This is when they need to step it up, and they need to at least get that seventh playoff spot. And adding a veteran like Case Keenum that can go in and lead an offense, especially with the weapons that they have, I think it's a great time. At a very cheap rate. $6 million? Uh, fuck Miami for signing Eric Flowers. Why? He sucks. He's not good. Let me tell you something. After he left to the Giants, he played pretty well in Washington. Jacksonville? Yeah, he went to Jacksonville, and then I think they traded him to Washington. Yeah, the Giants are just such fucking assholes. They're fans. Like, Kyle, he was very bad. He was, but then he went somewhere <laughs> else and played. <laughs> Which is fine. Well. But Ooh, he, wow. he was very Marcus bad. Mariota, a Raider. Yeah. Well, so no one said that? I didn't We're know talking it. fucking free agency, and people was like, oh, yeah, that's news. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know, know it happened. It said they were, like, finalizing before. It happened before the break. Even worse. Mass, just fucking sign off. You have <laughs> corona. You have modelloitis. Kenna, what do you say you scroll that list down? All right. Talk about Jim Graham. Oh, did we not talk about Jim Graham? Uh, we, did, we, we mentioned him. We didn't talk about him. Josh Norman signed with Buffalo? Yep. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. We said it to you. Did you? I said that to you when we were moving the couches. Oh, I'm sorry. And you were like, yeah, whatever. He's washed up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's not good. He'd be good for them. Uh, what, Jimmy Graham signed with the Bears, or is signing with the Bears. None of these guys actually signed yet. They can all back out. Yeah, they got to wait till uh, what, what's it, the Two 18th? years, $16 million deal, $9 million guaranteed. So pretty much a year guaranteed. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's the Bears, the, the you know, the, the NFL has worked its way into, you look at the elite teams in the NFL, and they all have the same common denominator, a tight end that can catch. And can move the chains on his own. Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, uh, George Kittle, you know, Will Disley before he got hurt, you know, and the Seattle got Greg Olson. Um, 
all these things. They all have tight ends that can move the chains and, and create their own separation. The Bears have never been good at this position. I think it was a real waste. Um, I, I know that they were in the hunt of Austin Hooper. I'm glad that didn't work out because they would have had to spend more money to get Hooper. Um, I was really hoping the Bears were going to go after Eric Ebron because he's a better run-blocking guy, and that's really what we need is to get the run game going this year. Um, Jimmy Graham, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a little bit of resurgence. Who knows? Trubisky loves to throw it deep. Now you can you can send Robinson and, and Graham deep and let Miller come underneath. I don't know, um, but I don't. I don't see him really having any more than 500 yards receiving on the career and three touchdowns uh, on his tenure here. Um, I don't know. It's just they didn't spend a stupid amount of money, so it's not the end of the world. But low contract, you can cut him after a year and eat one mil in cap. Yeah, I think for the, like you said, the value. I think it's a good, it's a good signing. Yeah, I just really out of left field. wasn't wasn't expecting that one yeah, at I all. I was gonna. Go, I was. I would have said Hooper, and then I actually thought Eifert would have been a candidate for them because if there's anything the bears like more than bum tight ends it's injured people <laughs> so i mean lo- looking at the list here i mean breeze is going to stay in new orleans i mean does anyone think anything else no um kendall you want to talk your favorite player all i'm going to say is that if brady doesn't go somewhere it's funny that you knew that i meant brady what a waste it's of time. just your favorite well here's player. the thing this is what i think is happening i i think this isn't how the conversation went, but this is exactly what I kind of feel like is happening. The Patriots already put it public that we're not going to offer Tom Brady more than $23 million on a contract. Well, they said they'd give him 30 The report I saw yesterday said $23 Unless they change, because I remember, what's his name there, uh, Kraft came out and said they would pay him the 30 but Brady had a couple other, like, demands that he wants. Well, that money comes from sauces and dressings. <laughs> I, don't but, know, I, uh, I think it's a big possibility that they leave. Well, I, I think I, he's gone. I think I think it's one of those things where I think Brady just wants to see what other people would offer. I'm not saying he's coming back to the Patriots. I do think he ends up there, back in the Patriots, in my honest opinion. But I think it's one of those things where it's just – I think guys, especially somebody like Brady, who's been a team-friendly financial player, I think guys just get curious. And Tom Brady, in a you know, he, he's people are still – he had a down year statistically, but rings talk. And I think people, a lot of teams would be willing to give him a lot of money. I think he just wants to see, like, what am I worth? I mean, you said it your best about the show. You just want to get set into free agency just so you can just, what are people willing to spend on me? Well, I said I want to ruin a franchise. Because <laughs> it might be one of those things, like, you know, Brady might, you know, like, let's just say the, the Lions. We'll give you 37 mil. And it's like, no, mm, the Lions are really far away. Even with me, the Lions are far away. But then a team like Cleveland comes in. I mean, you know, it's Case Keenum. I know they signed him, so they're set. But, like, Cleveland comes in and goes, we'll give you 32. Two million more. I get Odell and Jarvis, and I get Chubb. All right. I, I think it's just, like, is there a team that's ready to win now that's willing to give him the money so, that the Patriots are going to give him? I think Tampa Bay. I was going to say. I, but Tampa Bay's not ready to win now. I think they are. I think they could be. They could How? be. You got Mike I Evans. think they're ready to make the playoffs. They are not going to make it. They're not going to make it to the Super Bowl. But why? They have no defense at all. They got a lot better on defense last year, and they still have no defense. Okay, hear me out. I'm, I'm hearing you. Totally shit me out on you. Well, because what the point of this is? Well, they have Mike Evans. Yep. Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
He could make something out of O.J. Howard. Okay. Other quarterbacks couldn't. Well, so, Jameis Winston couldn't. The Saints have proven they can't win in the playoffs. Time and time again. No, they just can't beat the Vikings in the playoffs. <laughs> they still can't win in the playoffs. They'll be better than the Panthers, and they'll be better than the Falcons. Okay. So They're, they made the playoffs. With Brady, they would be better, better in the NFC East. Okay. And then the NFC West, I mean, it'd be a little rough. But I think they're better than, with Brady, I think they'd be better than Seattle. I think they'd be better than the other two teams, Arizona. And I think they're better than the Rams. They could be a two seed, and I think they can compete with any team in the NFC with Brady. I disagree. I think they can. I don't. They're not a two seed because they're not going to beat the Saints in the regular season. They're not going to be better than the Saints in the regular season. You have to play the Saints in the regular season. They the Bucks do. don't play the Saints in the regular season. No, they do. I just thought it was something. They play them <laughs> twice, so you can go ahead and knock two of those back. Um, so they're not going to be better than the Saints. The Saints have a better defense than the Bucks, and even with Brady, a better offense. Because it's just it, cohesiveness. At the end of the day, it's just cohesiveness. The The Bucks still have no running game, and Brady is definitely a thriver of a good run game. I mean, he can make things happen no. with his arm. But I refuse to sit here and, th- and say, you know what? You give him Evans and Godwin and Hooper, he doesn't need a run game. Brady needs a run game in this point of his career. Right. He does. But Brady's not going to win games throwing 50 times a game anymore. That Those days are over. The Buccaneers they're will not, run. B- but they're not. Well, I'm giving you my argument. You gave yours. I'm giving you mine. They're not defensively. They're not better than the Packers, and I think the Packers' offense is much better than them with Brady healthy. If we're going off, I don't. I do. There's nobody in the, besides Devontae Adams. They they suck in the air. Well, they sucked last year because they didn't have Devontae Adams. They if Devontae with Adams, they didn't. They did. Devontae Hazard is not as good as people think because he barely gets open. Who? Lazard, the one that everybody's raving about. John Allison took a big step back. The the Packers are better than them with Brady. I disagree. But Brady's going to throw it 50 times. That's what he has to do. They have no running back. Their defense isn't better than the 49ers. The, the Rams have been proven that they can sling the ball a thousand times and have a better defense and a better run game. So when it gets ugly, I, I, don't, I don't think that he makes them a win-now contending team. I don't think the Bucks win a championship with Tom Brady. So, There's way more problems on that team than just the quarterback position. Is it really now just down to Buccaneers, Patriots? Pretty much. All these other teams bowed out? Well, I, I mean, I think the Colts are still in play. but You want to talk about a team that, he can, that can be a potential win now that I think he could go to and make a huge difference? The Chargers. I thought he was, uh, I, like, originally when it was That's a team out. that, because they're going to be healthy on defense this year. I didn't realize he left. They're going to be healthy on defense. They lost Melvin Gordon, but they still have Austin Eckler, who's both a good running back and a good receiving back. They still have Keenan Allen. They still have Hunter Henry. And they have a lot of other serviceable weapons on the offensive side of the ball. I think that's a team that's ready to win now. I don't know what their cap situation is looking like, but I think that's a team that with Brady could be a win now. So so the other thing that... I think with Brady, they could even fight to dethrone the Chiefs as... Maybe not Super Bowl champs. They might get bounced, but I think that they could dethrone them as the AFC West champs. The other, because the Chargers' defense is far superior. Sorry. No, that's fine. The other the other thing to consider with this Brady thing is th- those two other like 
kind of like demands he threw out there. I don't know if you guys saw that. No. Where like he he's asking for like control of the roster. Oh, I should. I didn't and, see that. And then um, he wants con- not control, but he wants a say in on play calling. Which, I mean, I'm any team will give him that. Any team, every team gives every quarterback. That. Yeah. But um, I mean, I would be surprised if Daniel Jones isn't calling forty percent of the plays next year. I mean, it's not a huge number, but your quarterback should be calling. No, plays. I know. But the 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 Bucks came out and said that they would give him the control of the roster, which I think is a crazy thing. But I don't think that's true. I, I, I they might say it. I don't think that's true. Bruce Arians isn't that kind of coach. I I don't think so. I, I'm, Bruce Arians like isn't said, the kind of coach that's going to come in and be like, all right. I mean, he's, he's a they brought me in for a reason, but you know what? You got this. Like that's that that's for me. That's not like a Bruce Arians move. Well, that's that's more on the GM side, though. I mean, how how much does Arians have to say on that? Well, you know I mean, what I mean? Like, well, what he, do you mean? Like, so so what, he, who they sign? Yeah. Well, there's always that's coach what I'm input. saying. Like, like he uh, there's coach input. Yeah, but I'm oh, saying, oh yeah, like, sure. They, they they okay. They'll sign whoever they want. But Bruce Arians has all the say in the world of who plays. No, I know and how that. Much. And that, they, that's and, what I mean. It's just, and then if and then they go ahead, and if they don't like the moves that Bruce Arians making because it's going against what Brady wants, they fire Bruce Arians, and then they're definitely not a contending team. No. Is there any stock in uh, Vegas at all, or do you think that's just kind of a? I think that's they'd a, have to dump Carr. Right. Well, I guess I like we saw it in the Domino's thing. They'd have uh, to trade Carr. But I. But I that's think that's just it, though. There, there is. So like. The the first name off the top of my if Brady signs with Tampa and he needs a running I mean Defonda Freeman just got cut. I he, saw he that. could fill in that you know, it's it's just. I I think uh, I I don't think Brady's back in New England at all. Well, I mean, and, and I only care because we spent an entire off season just talking about it. it. And at least with the Brett Favre thing, at least something happened. If he just goes back to New England, it's just a waste. And, of time. And here's the other side. I mean. If he doesn't sign, when, when's the new league year, Kyle? The 18th? Starts, uh... Is it the 18th? No, it already started. I don't, I don't think it started yet. Or what was it today? No, tampering. This is just tampering. This is the tampering. I think it's start, the 18th. Or free agency doesn't technically start for another couple days. Thing, it starts Wednesday. the tampering period. <laughs> he said so, start you can tamper. Yeah. I, the tampering period to me is the dumbest thing in the world. It's, it's so it, stupid. It, it makes free agency... The start of free agency is, is no longer exists. Yeah. Because everyone's coming out with, oh, we agree to this, we agree to that, we agree to this, we agree to this. So it doesn't mean anything. But, um, so if the Patriots don't re-sign him before Wednesday, then if they sign him after that, there there's some type of cap. I forget the exact, I think it's like $6 million and just like dead money against their cap or something. So to me, I mean, unless they're just trying to make this whole, you know, where's he going to go thing, media circus, um... I think they would have already had it done. Just, just to, because I mean, we we know the pay, they're they're not a distraction team, <laughs> you know. They they nip everything, so I I really don't think he comes back. And good riddance. <laughs> Bill signed AJ Klein. How long? Three years. Well, so what do you think about Philip Rivers? I think he's going to the Colts. Yeah. I think it's just a match made in heaven. On match.com. I think him I think him on the Bucks is a is a match made in heaven. A quarterback that wants to sling it fifty times a game. And two receivers that want to run deep and go up and get it. 
Stephanie got. Colts bringing in freaking DeForest Buckner. They just got better defensively. What do you think? Uh, They're just a quarterback away from being good. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? I thought there would be so much more attention about Clowney. And it, just, it seems like he's just, uh, just a guy who's a free agent right now. What's so much money? Well, yeah, but I mean, he is worth it, I guess. He's, he, he's good. He's had some injuries, but I mean, he's on the field. The guy's a monster. It's just So, realistically, I, I think that the Giants go after him pretty hard. Um, which I, I would like a lot, <laughs> but the, the, he, they're going to have to pay him. I mean, whoever signs him is going to pay him big money. It's just, that's, that's free agency. <laughs> um, but I do, I, I do think that the Giants try to sign Jadavian Clowney pretty, pretty intensely. And it, it, just to kind of, if they end up pairing him with someone from, you know, like if they end up drafting Isaiah Simmons or the other side, too, if they sign Clowney, then they don't have to draft a defensive guy in that, that four pick or trade down, back. whatever. That's what I mean. Trade down, whatever, whatever they want to do. But, um, Cause you guys need a receiver. They, they do, but I, I don't think they'll address it in the first round. They have. I, I don't think they if have. If you to. make all these free agent moves, but, kind of have, to. but the, but you don't count because, it it's not it's not hard to find an NFL receiver. Okay. Who's your receiving core right now? You have Tate, you have Shepard, and um Other Shepherd. Slayton. <laughs> but but like don't get me wrong, none of them are, are number ones. Like they're they're number two receiver. I I get that. But it, it's easier to find a receiver that can like break out in a year. Than it is to find, you know, a, a premier defensive talent. It, it's just because there, there's so many more pass attempts, and so that 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 to me is an easier position to fill. Depends um, what route they go for. If, if they sign Clowney or sign Blake Martinez, it, it's just to me the the Giants' offense, I think, will improve if the defense improves. <laughs> you know, if you're not always playing down twenty one points. Then it, it's a different game, you know. When the when the, but it's same for the other side though. The defense might play better if your offense gets better. The they'll go hand in hand. The the defense needs almost a complete overhaul. They they need talent. They, right now there there's no one on the Giants defense that you see and you're like, oh, we got to watch out for that guy. They just don't have it, and that's what Giants defense was always built on. Was you you know you saw it, you had to worry about. Michael Strahan, you had to worry about Tuck and Pierre Paul when they were to get together. It's just there, there's no cornerstone part on that defense. And when they had it, they let him walk last year, and that was a real bitch. But it is what it is. You mean Landon Collins? Yeah. Went to Washington, didn't do much, but he he was a he took a big step back. He did, but he was a top what three you know safety. His his years in New York, he he was a premier talent, and he he was like we were just saying the quarterback of their defense, and and they let him walk, which I I didn't exactly agree with, but we'll go to the so we don't keep saying yeah. next three players, all secondary players I want to talk about Xavier Rhodes, 
Desmond Trufant, and Chris Harris. All three to the Giants for seventeen dollars. <laughs> I mean, I think Chris Harris make the most money, but I think Desmond Trufant, if he goes somewhere else, he can make a big impact. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah, and also, too, I mean, I think Chris Harris is a, is a great talent. Um, I think his best years are behind him. I think he can still play at a fairly high level, but the production won't be the same. That's just how I feel about it. I think he'll make an impact, but it just won't be. I think everyone's expecting 2015 Chris Harris, yeah. and it's not going to be that. Um, well, how do you know? He's probably going to go to the Texans. I don't know. Maybe. You know, can, can we actually talk about them <laughs> in a minute? <laughs> um, Someone's going to, I think, pay Xavier Rhodes. I, I, I don't think they'll pay him. I think they'll give him a one year, prove it, get back to normal. And then but even so, what, what do you think the one year is going to be? Ten million. A jersey. No. <laughs> you know, like five million. He took a big step, like a big step back since he signed his big deal. <laughs> Somebody like the Jets. Yeah, they just like <laughs> to spend money. <laughs> the Browns. They just like to spend money. He'll go somewhere that doesn't make sense. He'll go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> and then guess what? He'll tear his ACL. <laughs> or paying him a million dollars. That will happen. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, should, should we talk that, that big Houston trade? Yeah. That yeah. was probably the worst trade I've ever seen. I, I'm just surprised. Baffled. Uh, Baffled. When I saw when I was uh, we were talking in the group text and I was like, oh, they traded for David. I was like, that's a good trade. Like you know, if he takes it, you know, jumps back in and kind of back to his old self, he could be really good. And then we they traded Hopkins. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it that you're going to trade away, you know, arguably the best receiver in the league, depending on you know who you ask, whatever, and you don't get a first rounder back. I, well, you know, it's just, it's, it's more of the personal side than the business side, but it's like, here's a big little finger to your fan base. Well, here's the thing, here's, here's the thing too. I, I read this report on this deal. The Texans have quietly been listening to offers for DeAndre Hopkins since the end of the, the, the season last year because there is disgruntlement between both sides because they, the Texans just feel there will never be an agreed contract because DeAndre Hopkins is going to want everything. And the Texans with a young quarterback and and some younger pieces aren't going to want to commit everything they have to a quarterback and a receiver and that's it. Because they still haven't figured out their option. So I think it was kind of one of those things where it's like look, David Johnson, yes, there's been a lot of struggle, but we believe that he can get back to that elite level, especially when you have a scrambling quarterback like um Watson, Watson who can hit Johnson out of the back, you know, out of the backfield for some some dink and dunk passes that we know Johnson can rip off for yards, um, and yeah, you 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 gave up Hopkins, but I think it was one of those things that they they were given a deal that was enticing enough that let's take it now and not risk never getting anything. You know what I'm saying? I, I get that. They they extended him last year. It, it's just another thing where you see him. You know, these teams, the Giants did it with Odell. They give them these big contracts and then trade them the following season. It, it's just. Yeah, but think about it. Right now, the Giants are looking pretty smart for that trade. No, no, no. I I, I understand no, the hindsight. You but got Jabril Peppers, who was pretty good for you guys last year. 
Yeah. Who'd you take in the first round with that pick? Uh, that was the Dexter Lawrence. He played pretty well last he year. Was, like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying that they made a bad trade. What I'm saying is, is that at the time... So, they, they signed DeAndre Hopkins to an extension in 2017. Yeah. To, they that signed, wasn't last year. And next year, this coming up season... Oh, I'm sorry, I, mi- I misread this. This coming up season, his cap also goes up $3.5 million. But Johnson's not that much cheaper. No, but it's one year, whereas Hopkins is the remainder of it. And they knew that they 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 said they they said a Houston a Houston reporter or a Houston insider type of guy like a team exec said that they were there was they were nowhere near close to ever being agreeing on what a deal should be because Hopkins wanted to go higher than that. Hopkins was going to want. I mean, Hopkins was given an eighty-one million five-year, eighty-one million dollar, forty-nine million guaranteed contract, which was the most for a receiver at the time. Giving him a twelve and a half million dollar salary and increases to thirteen and a half million in twenty nineteen and fourteen and a half million in twenty twenty. And he was going to want to go higher than that. And you, you, Watson's going to be Watson's due next year. You, you have to pay Watson next year. This is so, the end of his five years. So, so you, my my thing too is I'm not I'm not saying they shouldn't have traded Hopkins. The the return package I think is great. There, there's no way. That was the best offer. There's no way. I mean, I guess I, I, I agree in the standpoint in my head. I just figured that wait. he'd be worth a first-round oh, pick. God, I cannot wait to get to the NFL rules thing. <laughs> but the, the, there's no way that was the best peak. offer. I personally think first-round pick should be untradeable. I think it's a absolute dumb thing that the NFL does. It puts It puts stupid value on players that's not real. Well, you know, it puts I, so much d- because you see someone go for two first round picks, and now all of a sudden, this guy is worth four first round picks. And it's well, like, oh, so this guy is worth four. Pot- so here's the deal: why is one player worth four potential his caliber players? Well, you're right. It's a potential right. thing for sure. Same thing with like because you could draft a guy in the first round who's garbage, right? But you can also draft somebody in the second round that's a stud. I, I think first round picks shouldn't be I tradable. Get the- Meaning behind all of it is that it is a high second rounder, so it's okay. Right, it's a high second rounder. It's a ninth. I think it's the ninth pick in the second round, or eighth pick, one of the yep. two. I mean, I get it, and all. Like David Johnson, yeah, the last few years he's been a slouch. Like he hasn't been himself. He's been hurt, but he also hasn't played in an offense calibrated to him. Not calibrated to him, but I mean, but like, like that 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 can showcase his strengths. We saw last year Houston actually play toward the running back a little bit, and it kind of helped. It kind of worked because they had, you know, they didn't have like the greatest running back. Oh, I think Deshaun Watson's numbers can be off the chart if he has a safety blanket five yards deep on a running back. David Johnson, we've all seen him have those great numbers with Carson Palmer. Um, granted, it's not the Deshaun Watson and Kyle Murray are kind of more of the same. I but, agree with that. But they were, but Deshaun Watson is kind of a throw first, I guess, more than a run first. Yeah, know. he's super This trade is going to be slowly – I think this trade will be figured out by the middle of the season. Like I, the I think like, – Not the winner, we, but like – We saw the Texans kind of be somewhat of a contender. To me, that this takes them out of the conversation. But it doesn't because now, one, this year is a very deep receiving class. 
you know, they could even get one of those receivers to fall to him in the first round. Then you have a high second round, or you get another offensive lineman. They they don't have a first round pick. Okay, then you have two second round picks. One of those receivers probably will fall in the first round, out of the first round. They could package those two picks to move up for one of them. So there's a lot of chances where the Texans could get, but they they also have money now. They could sign someone. I don't know who's out there. Well, and, and on subject off subject, I think you know Houston's kind of been in their own way now for a while. They're, they, they're Brian's kind of a weird GM coach. This is gonna like make or break him. If if that team falls off this year, I think they just fire well, him. That fucking playoff game fucking broke him. So it's just well, I I, I mean, but this gives the, this gives them a, a little bit extra fluffed cap space along with the CBA agreement and a couple other moves that they've made. I mean, they will they get it. Probably not, but I mean, they have enough money to give both Amari Cooper and Emmanuel Sanders the contracts they want. You bring yeah. in Cooper. I'm not saying again. I'm not saying, but you, you get David Johnson. He comes back as 75 percent of the running back he was in his elite seasons with the Cardinals. You get Cooper and Sanders. You're in a much better position now. Well, yeah, you got, and then you got of the running backs, do they still have Hyde and Duke Johnson under contract? I think they have Duke Johnson, not Carlos Hyde. Hyde is. But I, I thought Johnson got traded. He did. Flash. No, no, no. I thought they already had something in, well, in place. Both were projected for agents. I, I don't sure. know. I, I, I could be wrong. I thought I saw something. Hey, where's the keep Tlaib going? I don't know. He called him the second best. He called himself the second best corner in football. I saw that. <laughs> and uh, I don't think it's signed. I like how uh, in retirement, uh, freaking Darrell Rebus is like. More of a pain than ever. Just has an opinion and everything. <laughs> now, like, shut up. I got one name that's pretty out there. That all right? This is the last one because we gotta take a quick break. Cause there's something else we gotta get to. Uh, if we could do these, all right. Um, all right, do a couple. Hurry up. Emmanuel Sanders. I've seen the Bears name a lot. I don't think he goes back to the 49ers. Um, I think he goes to one of those. I don't know how to say it. Like the Jets or the Bears or somebody like that. Somebody that's willing to pay for him. I don't think he'll go back to the Niners. I, c- I could see him going uh, back to the Niners if they really, you know, like, you know, hey, you know, we're really committed to you. Like, we'll give you X, Y, and Z. But he's a guy who went there via trade. So it's like he was just, he wasn't destined to yeah. go there. It just It just happened. And then another name. To me, is Logan Ryan, who played phenomenally well for Tennessee last couple of years. One of the Patriot players that actually played well outside right. of New England. Which means he only goes either back to New England or Detroit. That's just how it works. <laughs> I actually saw Detroit. That's that's what's going to happen. That's how it's the New England Bermuda Triangle. They just can't. New England, Tennessee, Detroit. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> and one and one more name. One of the most underrated free agents. Jordan Reed. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Simmons. Safety from Denver. I I don't know if he signed. I don't know if he got tagged or not. I, I think he did. Yeah? Yeah. I think he got tagged. Because if he didn't, that guy would make a lot of money. He's a very good safety. Also, Teddy Bridgewater. I saw him going back to the Saints. That'd be hilarious. After all that, makes sense. 
Does that have Jason Garrett listed? Yeah. <laughs> no. That's funny. You guys have any names or no? Well, it's you know, it's just, there's a lot of middle of the road players that, you know, we talked about we're kind of in the Brady funnel. I think once Brady kind of once happens, he falls, I think you'll see a lot of these quarterbacks go. Not even quarterbacks. Everybody else is signed. Oh, God. Chad Henney signed. With who? Chiefs. Sweet. Are you serious? Mm. Chad Henney's still in the league? He was in the yeah. Chiefs last year. He got a Super Bowl. Though. I have his jersey in the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. All right. Let's go to break. And uh, we'll miss you guys on the other side. We're going to have uh, something that's uh, going to be boring for a lot of people, but very exciting for a couple. So we'll see you guys on the other side. And now, back to getting sports with drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to getting sports with drunk. Massey just radio dropped now. some knowledge. Massey, you back? Yep. What did drop? Been back since the last session, but uh, Diggs oh. just got traded to the Bills for a first round pick, a fifth round pick, and a sixth round pick. Just because Diggs is better than Hopkins. <laughs> it's obvious. All right, so Mass, we're going to let you try to answer this question. Mass, or uh, Mock, too many M's. All right. Hey, household appliance. <laughs> we're, we were doing a uh, guess a player, Mass, during the break. This guy was a Clemson Tiger. He played for the Bills, the Saints, the Jets, uh, the Seahawks, and the Chiefs. Was a Tiger, played for the Bills, the Jets, the Seahawks, the Chiefs, and who? The Bills, the Saints, the Jets, the Seahawks, and the Chiefs. Hmm. Is he an offensive or defensive player? Offensive player. Bills, Saints, Jets. Oh, I know it. Shane Leckler. I know it. it. it Incorrect. I'll let Mass take a go at it because we took a lot of stabs. So when Mass is done, I'll take a guess at it. I think I know it, though. The player is Matt Hasselbeck. Matt, Matt, I hear, I hear you clicking a lot. You googling some things? What are you talking about? I haven't clicked at all. See, I didn't know he went to Clemson. Oh, you looked it up? No, he just said it. It's not Matt Hasselbeck, Kyle. Oh, <laughs> I believed it. Mass, do you give up? Now, who the fuck knows if he played for that? Mass, do you give up? <laughs> because he did. Second. Does Mass give up? I can't hear him because everyone keeps talking. I said, I'm thinking, give me a second. Oh, okay. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Kendall was laughing. Sorry. So, so the Detroit Tigers, then the Clemson <laughs> Tigers. I have a player in mind, but I don't think he played for the Jets. Say it. Who is it? Come on. Is it Spiller? Yep. It's CJ Spiller. He Googled it. Played for the Jets? Oh my God, CJ Spiller! I forgot. About that. <laughs> yeah, Mass Googled it. I keep, I keep remembering that he kept signing with the state or with the Chiefs, but I didn't think he played for the Jets. Well, he did. Huh. For like when? four days. Would you like that response or was it something no. else? Oh. So thought I it made him laugh. Guess the not. the NBA and the association <laughs> reached an agreement to not drug test players during coronavirus hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> That's just oh, funny. Man. JR is having a time. <laughs> well, he's not part of the NBA. Yeah, he's just drugging it up anyway. <laughs> he's just being himself. Words spoken by a true drug addict right there. He's just drugging it up. What do you got for us, Paul? I love that movie. Well, so. Uh, 
shouldn't have been Pittsburgh. All right, Mass. <laughs> what? You ready to not talk much? I haven't talked much for two hours. Fair. <laughs> Kyle, you ready to talk a lot? Yeah. Kyle, you ready to not talk much? Mm-hmm. Well, as per request, once you guys have it out about the Houston Astros cheating scandal, Mark versus Kyle right now, 1v1. <laughs> Mark, go ahead. Debate. So, here's the real thing. This was a request by Mike Mock. He wanted to go at it with Kyle. Because me and Kyle have been hinting at this for weeks, and we keep getting shut down. Because we know it'll take an hour. <laughs> and we don't have anything else playing because we're not doing the MLB thing. So, <laughs> go at it. So, here's the biggest thing. The Astros cheated. They did, Kyle. There is there is legal ways to s- steal signs. Mm-hmm. There is. But when you start introducing Technology. Like, cameras and monitors and fucking buzzers... That that's asinine. Mm-hmm. Um, What's worse, those are steroids. Hmm. If you say steroids, I'm gonna smack the fuck out of you. Well, no, because they're they're both cheating. Oh God! Punch me in the throat. <laughs> well, how about you just use your words on yeah, the mic you know, instead? We'll, we'll do this kind of like a debate <laughs> style. So, Matt, Matt, you're running out of time for your, your opening <laughs> argument. The the team went out and cheated. They they did, and this is a team that. At least we believed was talented, but Kyle, you could shake your head. And again, I believe they're talented, but this whole thing raised doubt. It absolutely raised doubt. Um, and they, they scammed a World Series. Time. All right, Souls, you got three minutes. Okay, so here we go. The Houston Astros won a very talented team because Jose Altuve was part of the shitty Astros when they were part of the NL. And time's up. <laughs> Uh, just throwing that out there. Um, everybody cheats. They just happen to get caught. Yeah, they did it a little advanced way, but nothing in the rule book said it was illegal. I don't know. What are you uh, shaking your head at? You have no idea. Oh, yeah? Look it up for me and show me. I'll drink the rest of the fucking nips in there if you tell me I'm wrong. That's a good argument I would use. <laughs> <laughs> no, the argument you would use would be like, I'm going to drink the rest of the nips in there. <laughs> what if you're wrong? No, I'm just going to do it. Okay. Yeah, they banged down trash cans. Fucking change it up. It was a stomp. <laughs> okay, you fucking change it up. If you're that good, you're not going to get hit anyways. You still got to be good enough to hit a fastball. You still got to be good enough to hit a good curveball. Shit like that. Kyle, but, but you... I would make the argument that it's easier to hit a curveball if you know it's coming. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm saying if you're but that, hold on, Kyle. You're, you're, you're not an MLB you're, batter. <laughs> you're saying that your batting is comparable to that of George Springer's. Okay. Now let's go back to that. Hold on, because Kyle's opening argument. He's got another minute to go. <laughs> to go back to unless that, you're done. No, I got one more thing. To go back to that pitch where Jose Altuve took Chapman deep. Yeah. Do you know where the location of that ball was? I don't remember. Dick high, right down the middle. He threw a slider right down the middle. Any average hitter would have hit that out of the ballpark. That's not true. Yes, it is. Uh, it's not true. <laughs> yes, it's it not. First of all, any any hitter that pitches. knows it's coming. And Walter Chapman had two pitches. He has a fastball and a slider. You kind of could guess what pitch he's going to throw and what count. Just saying. Well, it's the difference between guessing and knowing. So let me ask you, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Is, is Chapman a dominant closer? Uh, hold on, hold on. This is still opening argument. You done, Kyle? All right. So uh, I don't know right how now, a no. debate goes. So I guess... So, how, how would he do this? See. Right now, no. Kyle's but, definitely the conservative in the argument, right? <laughs> like, he's the more cheater, like, 
Like just the, allow like, it it's all. It's my way or no way. And I Mock's think... more like that. Everybody should get a fair chance. This is kind of bullshit. Yeah, I think it's right? fair. Okay. Fair all right. So Mock, you, you are Mock. You're Barack Obama, Kyle. You oh. are Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You know, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> just said it. Right, you know what? I don't want you to be Barack Obama because that's. You, I don't want to be. Obama. Yeah, you're not tan enough. <laughs> um. Give him a bush. No, you're not Bush. You're Richard Nixon, and I want you to be FDR. Nice. I need you to sit down for this. All right. Good. (laughs) Way ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) Kendall, you can't go pee during this. I was going to go pee. (laughs) Rebecca, can you get him a beer so he can stay on the the board? This is riveting radio. So she refused the previous. Again, Kyle, your Chapman has two pitch, which I agree with. Mm Mm-hmm. But is is he not a, a well well we won't say dominant we'll say above average closer okay this is what I'm gonna say I think hold on uh, answer the question uh, yeah okay so that means he's had success with just two pitches mm-hmm. when batters don't know the pitch that's coming because I'm sorry you're gonna tell me there's there's no difference between a fastball coming at you at 104 or a slider at 88. Either way, either way, you're still talking a 10 mile an hour difference. That that's too drastic. But do pitchers pitches. not do hitters not sit on a pitcher? Answer that question. If if a batter guesses, yeah. But how many times do we see batters fooled? Uh, Mike Trout never gets fooled. Kyle, you're gonna single out one player and bullshit. He never gets fooled for the most part. But if th- he gets fooled, he doesn't swing. But again, because he doesn't know the pitch that's coming. If the if Altuve's coming up and on the ball that he hit out, knows that it's going to be a slider. That's first a different all, swing. You don't know that it's, he knew. First of all. That was when they had the buzzer. It wasn't on him. It was on his shoulder. Show me the video. Kyle, pull it up. They have it. And they show him running in, not wanting to rip his jersey off. And then he runs directly into the dugout and comes out with his jersey you off. You still have to be good to hit those pitches. Again. Again. So you're saying a talented ball player. Well, Altuve is a talented hitter. If okay, so we're going to use this argument. So, what about the Red Sox? What about the Red Sox? Do you think Mookie Betts is not talented? I didn't say that. No, then what's your? Then he cheated, right? He cheated. The Red Mookie Sox. So here's here's the difference. We and and I'm not saying There's you're no wrong. Difference. They both no, no, no. cheated. They cheated we, the same way. But we they don't had the know the same bench coach and the same head coach. We don't know the extent of the Reds because they haven't released because everything they're not going yet. to anymore. They will. The, it'll come out, but. We we don't know the extent of the Red Sox yet. The the Astros we were given more information, mm-hmm. and at least from how it is now, the Red Sox did not do the same thing. Real quick, this is where Paul's going to make a quick insert for the fans at home. AJ Hinch, who was suspended for a year, yeah, was the second most severe punishment in baseball history for a manager for in-game misconduct. The only longer suspension was anybody care to take a guess? Jose Canseco for being an asshole. Well, I'm going to tell you the team. You tell me what year you think it is. St. Louis Browns. 1912. Ooh, real close. <laughs> uh, are we talking 29, 28 Black Sox? No, 10. 1910. What? I don't know. That happened in like the <laughs> 1910s. Or 1910s, I mean. 1910. Yeah, you're right. My bad. 1910, uh, Jack O'Connor was banned for life for trying to convince an official on-field scorer to change Nap LaJoy's error to a hit in the final game of the season to give him the league batting title. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, fuck that. <laughs> That's almost as bad as 
using steroids, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> steroids is just an abomination. Like, condemn that guy for the trying. <laughs> but the 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 sign stealing, it was just way, it was over the top. And again, I, I believe that these are talented players that didn't need to do it. So you think they, for them cheating, the reason why they won the World Series? Uh, it did not hurt them. Okay. So their pitcher knew exactly what what to pitch, right? So the Dodgers didn't have a fair chance to score, right? Kyle, just real quick, it says here that using any of, any official video recording equipment in terms of signing is illegal. It's illegal. It's uh, in the rules. Okay. They knowingly cheated. You just said you said to look it up. As long as I'm looking it up, <laughs> it's fine. You can give me a, sh- a nip. I don't give a shit. No, no, I'm not giving Kyle. Why is it always actually? Like, just give me the shots. Like <laughs> actually, I'm just, I'm just... you said all the nips. <laughs> okay, so. The Dodgers. There's a banana one. <laughs> the Dodgers had an equal chance. No, they did. They did. They might not know what's coming, but they they knew that like they 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 were in the World Series. They're a good team, right? They're a good team, but they went to Game Seven. They just couldn't get it done. But again, they they were playing against a stacked deck. First of all, the Dodgers didn't belong there anyway. But that that's besides the point. They were playing against a stacked deck. Where the opposing team knew what their players were pitching. I personally believe the Astros should have won that World Series regardless. But I have a question. I know Mach is eventually going to get angry enough to get to. (laughs) If the Phillies lost to the Astros in this World Series, would your view be different? Or would you say they earned it? No, personally, I think they would have earned it. Bullshit. No. Just because you guys lost them, you're the one like this. Not not you guys, though, but that would have been you, though. Kyle, I'm like this because they cheated the game. They cheated the game. Look at look at their stats home versus away. So like, okay. Look at Altuve's batting averages home those, versus away. They still won a couple of but, road games. But uh, Kyle, look at the sp- I'm telling you, they still so, won a couple of road so games. So a guy that bats over 300 at home and then 120 on the road. First of all, that happens throughout all sports. So that doesn't make any difference. What you see quarterbacks play better at home than they do I, on the road. I, so there's no difference. Right, but but what Mox argument is saying for a quarterback that has a 72% completion at home and a 42% completion on the road to all of a sudden have a road game in the playoffs, at the, you know, a road AFC yeah. championship game and throw for 82% completion, something's not right. Is what he's saying. I'm just clarifying arguments is so, all I'm doing. So then again, we'll, we'll say if Altuve knew the pitch that Chapman was okay. throwing. That's how they win. He, he knows okay. the pitch. He, hit, he hits it out. They, they deserve to go to the World Series? Uh, yeah. Why? Because one, they're the better team. They're not. They are cheating, Kyle. Your team was not good enough to be in that game regardless. It's Honestly. interesting, too, because this is the baseball is the only sport that this would be a real issue in. Because you can know the play the offense is calling in the NFL, but you still have to guard three receivers yeah. or well, running back, whatever. Like in basketball, like you, you can know the – yeah, but, but it's way different in baseball. Like baseball, it's like if you know the pitch that's coming, yeah, you still have to figure out where it's going to be located and exactly how fast it's coming. But knowing what pitch it is is ninety percent of the battle. Yeah. It, whereas, like in in football, it's like, all right, we know they're gonna run a two deep, one shallow, you know, play action pass. But you still have to guard all those routes. Or like in the NHL, it's like, okay, we know that they're gonna run this type of play, but we but like we still have to actually like execute defensively against it. And same thing with basketball. It's like, okay, we know that they're going to do this, this, and this. 
But, like, you still have to, like, you still have to, like, it doesn't matter, like, oh, we know LeBron's going to do this, this, and this to get to the top of the key to take the three. You still have to guard the guy down low, because otherwise LeBron's just going to kick it to the guy down low and take the dunk. Whereas, like, baseball, it's just, like, we know he's going to throw this pitch. It's pretty much irrelevant what the other eight guys on defense are doing. It's, it's like, first of all, all the errors wasn't the Astros' fault. All the strikeouts from the Dodgers hitters weren't the Astros' fault. But Kyle, you're you're talking okay. about just parts of the game. Yeah, and you're talking about a part of the game that they cheated. So then let me let me throw this question on there. Let's say I, I mean let's go back and look at it. But like, I can't wait to talk about steroids. Let's say the Astros are we're not talking about steroids. That that, that drum has been yeah beat plenty of times. I won that one. No, by <laughs> Let's say the Astros are up two nothing though, and the Dodgers are striking out. Like what what kind? Of, I mean, they're still striking out, but. It's a different situation to strike out in tied zero zero if you didn't hit a two run home run off a fastball you knew was coming. So like, like so I think that's kind of like a, like a part of the argument Mox like dishing out was like, yeah, they might have struck out that caused them to lose the game two nothing, but would they have had the two nothing lead had they not stolen the signs? Yeah, you still have to be able to hit the. Baseball. And again, you're talking about MLB matter. players. And they're, they're MLB pitchers, Mike. But right, but I ended, they're MLB pitchers. So they throw a hundred miles an hour. It's so let's not come easy from well, it. let's come from Mox side of it for a second. So you're right, an MLB batter still has to be able to hit, uh, you know, a, a, an MLB caliber curveball at any sp- type of location. But what what's the degree of difficulty removed from hitting that curveball if you no longer have to wonder if that pitcher is maybe throwing a slider, maybe throwing a fastball, and maybe throwing a changeup? So he has a fastball, changeup, curveball, and slider in his repertoire. You know that those three other pitches are off the table. Yeah, this is guaranteed going to be a slider. But you don't granted know the, the speed break. and the lo- right. The, you don't know the break, the speed, and the location. But what degree of difficulty is removed from being a batter if you know what type of pitch it is? Twenty percent. No way. Just because you know the pitch doesn't mean you can hit the, the hit Kyle. The pitch. But uh, think You're about me, it. If if I told you right now, I gave you the best sign. Can Clint I drop free agency noise real quick? Kyle, I'm not an MLB hitter. Time you. out. Time out. Mask, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, Mari Cooper, five-year, $100 million deal with the Cowboys. Jesus. Wow. Oh, my yeah. God. Money to spend. <laughs> go ahead, Kyle. If you were an MLB caliber player. Thank yep. you, Mass. All right? Yeah. And you were facing the best pitcher in baseball. Okay. Thank you, Mass. And I told you he was throwing a curveball. Thank you, Mass. And his break is like. Chris, thank What's you. 12-6. Chris, what the fuck? So it starts at your head, so, down to your knees. So listen, I'm, I'm not, Is like not disagreeing bad? with you that you still need to have the talent to hit the ball. But are you going to try and tell me that you have to make that decision that it's not a fastball, it's a curveball, and that split second, that doesn't make it any easier, knowing you know for a fact that's not a fastball? You still have to make a decision. Now. First of all, you, nowadays, you have to worry about launch angle and all that. So you have to... So you're telling me that him knowing that was a slider. Hold on. What do you mean you have to worry about launch angle? It's a big difference. It's a fake stat. <laughs> it's a fake so bullshit It's like the framing so stat. That him knowing exactly what pitch you were throwing, he was able to hit a home run. What if he rolled over? And he, and he Again, out? Kyle, we're not, I'm not disagreeing with you that he has to be able to hit the ball. But are you really going to tell me that if you get the sign and you say, hey, he's throwing a changeup right now. That it's not a completely different at bat, not knowing what's coming. Because like if you say no, that's bullshit. Let's take a pause real quick, Kendall. 
Yes. You're not in the argument. You have no side taken, correct? All right. Yeah, As somebody who's followed baseball, not played it like these two have, but have followed it for a very long time, would you agree with Kyle's statement that if you know a, four, a pitcher who has a four-pitch repertoire, if you were to know exactly what pitch he was throwing from an MLB standpoint, do you think that that is only only helps you out 20% out of 100 in terms of, of being able to hit the ball? So the, the number 20 is very arbitrary. So I agree a lot with what Kyle's saying. It's like, you know, you, you still have to be able to hit the pitch because, you know, knowing the pitch doesn't tell you where the pitch is going to be. It, right, location is still unknown. So I guess I break dis- speed. I disagree with the twenty percent, but I agree with what he's like, saying. So you think it's you think it's higher? I would you think say, like you think being able to. So what I'm, what I'm what I'm asking you is like if disregarding what type of pitch, you no longer have to worry about what the actual type of pitch is. You're just you're more so looking at it, and all you have to really worry about at that moment in time is where is it going to be located. You no longer have to worry about like is this a changeup versus a fastball. All you're worried about is where's this ball going to end up. Is the, the the alleviated pressure off it is more than twenty percent? It's, right. it's more than twenty percent easier to hit it. Right, I think it's less than fifty, but much higher than twenty. Okay. If, if that if that helps at all. Okay, that's fair. All right, go back, guys. Go ahead. I had a point I was going to make, and I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm just hold trying on. to provide other insight. No, hold on, I'll get yelling. there. I'll get there. I wanted you guys to yell, but <laughs> will there be like any makeout like at all? <laughs> Off air in the car. That's, I actually don't like him anymore. <laughs> he has fake friends now. <laughs> like your Milford friends? You know what? Right. He's well, got I'm, those. Exactly. I don't even want to get into that, but screw you, so. Nobody. Yeah, secret Jeff hangout guy. Yeah, that you want me to drop you off at. Yeah, he was supposed <laughs> to go to the batting cage with Mock. I was like, yeah, I can't go. No, I, I, forgot I, I forgot I promised Jeff yeah. I'd hang out with him. Can you but drive can you me still there? bring me there? No, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, go to the batting cage. I know. Kyle, you've been reading my book, Rat Technique. <laughs> I was actually we were going about it, kid, and then, I and then they were they were close. But beyond the point, and he got a trophy. So I don't know what he's bitching about. This is true. You want to know what's <laughs> bullshit? About? That's how he baited me into it. He's like, "Well, I just thought you know you'd want to get your trophy." That's uh, good on him. <laughs> and I was, I was like, game. "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> so, so realistically, Kyle, how far is the mound from the plate? Sixty feet six inches. Okay, so a guy throwing a fastball. We'll say 98 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. How long do you think that takes to get to the plate? Three seconds. Way less. No, 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 no. I'm talking about leaving leaving the hand to the plate. Uh, 1.5. Still, wait. We're, 0. 0.75 <laughs> seconds. So, so I don't know. the. I was trying to find the exact number, but it's faster than the blink of an eye. Okay. I forget the exact number. So you're helping my point. No, I'm not. Hold on. So if a 98-mile-an-hour fastball is coming that fast, okay, now, say a changeup coming in at, we'll say, 87 mm-hmm. is going to come in, again, I don't know the numbers, but a lot slower, correct? So if I know a changeup is coming, I don't have to start swinging the second, you know, before the pitcher, let, well, you still do, but I'm saying before the pitcher's arm even starts moving. Those guys that are throwing that high, I mean, by the time the pitcher's arm is here, the the swing is starting. It, it's a completely different swing if you know what's coming. It, it takes away the element of being a great hitter. If Mike Trout knew every pitch that was coming at him, because you, you were talking about Trout before, what would his batting average be? If he knew every pitch coming at him? 340. 
Bullshit. He's batting 500. If he knew every pitch coming at him, he's batting 500. Well, that's where the game of baseball really differs because you could hit the ball squared in the nose and be right at somebody. Yes, but again, if you know the pitch that's coming, yes, they got to put it in play and this and that. But if you know the pitch that's coming, that's 75% of the battle. And also, my other point is, if you're the other team, change your sign. Kyle, the Dodgers were changing their signs every inning. So, agree, every with, inning. It, agree with it that, hey, it's going to be a fastball, but really throw a slider. But again, they were changing their signs every inning. Yeah. They had cameras zoomed in on the catcher's signs to relay the... How, what do you get? Are you going to change them every pitch? I would how, do it. How do you do that? How do you do that? First of all, just throw it if you want. Don't put down signs. But how does that work? <laughs> so I'm you're going to throw a changeup in the dirt and you're <laughs> yeah, going to be like, your, your catcher's, catcher's got it. <laughs> you know who used to do it? Jeff Sherwood. How many other pitchers have again, done it? Kyle, you're talking about little leaguers, no, Kyle. You're not little leaguers, man. But again, this is uh, you're, you're, I agree with your point with that. But my point is. The sign stealing thing is overplayed. One, you're totally, you're a Red Sox fucking homer for some reason. I'm not a homer. All I'm saying is we don't know all the but information it, from it's that. The same thing. There's a reason why Alex Cora stepped down or got fired. Alex Cora stepped down because he was going to get suspended for being involved with the Astros. No, he's suspended because he did it with both teams. He's the yeah, headman. But, of, but that's of what all I'm it. saying. He was going to get a suspension because exactly of his like deal Carlos with the Astros. Beltran. For this to cost people jobs is fucking ridiculous. I I think it's it's not ridiculous. It is because. Carl Beltran signed a fucking deal with the Mets, okay? Yeah. Okay, this happened three or four years ago. But again, it, it happened, well, two seasons ago, 2017. Er, going to be the third season. We're coming up on the third season. Okay. But again, he was going to catch Maybe. a suspension it will be. because of what he was involved in. It, it, just because he, he's been out of the league and or signed doesn't mean he should be so you're, exonerated. You're for the Astros suspending the players. They, they absolutely should have. So they the absolutely should. Well, the, the the reason that the players weren't suspended was because it was part of the MLB bargaining agreement with the yeah. that uh, for coming forward on on the matter yeah. kept them from being suspended. They, they and absolutely the should. Have. It was it was an agreement with the MLB and the MLB Players Association to get the truth out there yeah. to speed up this investigation and not yeah. have it dip into the regular season. And and, the and you're okay with everybody throwing at him too. No, because I, I don't like I don't like to see guys get hurt. And I don't want to see anyone get hurt. Them, so people are just stupid but doing but that. that's the thing. I mean, it's going to happen. But the healthy argument. I, I don't want to see the players out. get hurt, but they definitely should have been. There should have the been suspensions. Fans, all the other fans are like they should hit them. I, I don't agree with that. That's just aggressive fans. I don't agree with, because I I don't want to see any player get hurt. I I hate a lot of athletes. I don't want to see them get hurt. That's not true. It, it is there's true. One athlete that you would hate. But no, it really like there there's guys that I've hated and i don't want to see him get hurt because i mean there's still a human being but um i do think that astro players should have been held accountable for what for for it and they took accountable for it how kyle i come around just saying it but they only came out and said it <laughs> they because they knew they were like, protected they came out and they were just like oh uh, yeah uh sorry i do have a question it, for it you, was uh, it was nonsense what? For you, Mark, um, let's say that the, the Yankees were not involved at all in any capacity. How, I'm just curious if, if there is a part of you that has a, a personal so, – rather it, than, it, than it, speaking – It honestly has nothing to do with the Yankees losing to them. I mean, yeah, that, that adds a personal element, but it really has nothing. 
I, I hate to see, especially in, in like the two sports I follow the most and that I, that I love the most. I hate to see like the game cheated above my own team. Like, and, and that's what they did here is that they took a World Series, especially a team that's never won one. And, and to me, it's meaningless. It, it means nothing. Um, it's, it's meaningless. So if they, they came out and won it this year, what would you say? If they came out and win it, won it this year, Kyle, this whole thing is gone overnight. Overnight. It's gone. It will, it would never be talked about again. But if they come out this year and go under 500, then, then what? Say if they only win 70, 70 to 75 games, then what? That might be a playoff spot right now. What, but but really, if, if in a full season, <laughs> they win seventy to seventy five games now, I mean, then, then what does yeah, anyone? It could say? also be an effect of losing. No, it it would never have that. No, Kyle, th- this was a hundred win team. Okay, Co- what did Cole win last year? Like twenty one, twenty two. Did he have? To? All right, I didn't. He know was that. he was very impressive. He was good. <laughs> he was. But I'm saying, like, what about the year they won the World Series? Again, that's what I'm saying. They put him into the same squad. No, they didn't, they didn't have Garrett Cole, mm-hmm. and they didn't like have right Greinke. Um, but if that's a team that this year comes out and nosedives, it, they're going to go down. As one, it's going to be like the None biggest scandal. I'm, say that, I'm sorry. I didn't do you expect? It. I I don't I know mean for one reason, but that's a. I mean, reason. It, but, it's it's right. iffy. So they hired the right guy. Do you guys have anything closing arguments you'd like to make? Also, why did they hire the right guy? What has Dusty Baker ever done? It's just a guy that, <laughs> a veteran guy that, like. No, do you have any closing arguments? I just feel like it's whatever because you still have to be able to hit the fucking ball. Be able. To- so you you well you you'll honestly stand by that if the Astros had stole signs the entire World Series against the Phillies and beat the Phillies, that they still deserved it and earned yeah. it over the Phillies. The Phillies didn't hit enough. They didn't field enough. But let's okay. So let's say they lost in seven by one run, all walk off home runs, all four games. Still, the Astros earned yeah. it and deserved it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I agree with Mock. I don't buy into that at no all. No way. No shot. You'd have been sh- no. Nah. No way. You don't believe in God, so that's <laughs> bullshit. I know that. Okay. Well, Mock, you have a closing argument. My only closing argument is that Kyle's okay with cheating. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. He's okay with cheating. He'll in do sports. it. Yeah, he'll do whatever it takes to win, regardless of anyone's emotions or feelings to get there. Like the steroid thing. <laughs> no, like like no like. Like, if you were offered a full-time gig on a different podcast that would pay <laughs> $25 a day to do it, you'd, you'd, you'd slit all of our throats to do it. <laughs> I, I think you would. If someone offered you $1,000 and the show three days early, I think you'd stab all of us in the heart. Maybe just Kendall. That rat. Kendall, you have any rat. closing arguments now that you know how Kyle really feels about you? Um. Well, I, I, I kind of knew that already. How do you feel about how do you feel about the Astros um, in general? You know, it, it's give, give me a ninety seconds. A ninety second. I actually kind of, I lean actually more towards Kyle, and the reason is because I, I understand it's, it's against the rules. It, it, it can't be done, but unfortunately, this is just it's a uh, hazard in the workplace. This is twenty twenty. We're in the modern age. I think this is something that has occurred before, and uh, the Astros were the team to get caught doing it. If it was a, a team that I actually disliked more, it still wouldn't bother me. Just because I, it's just part of the it's, it's part of the the modern era that we follow sports in. I think this couldn't happen in 1940. 
because the technology wasn't there to do it. But in 1940, I'm sure they were trying to find ways to impact the game uh, in a way to get an edge. And uh, that's just kind of how I feel about it. Mass, you still there? Yeah. How are you feeling about it? Hey, by the way, thank you for the digs update. You're welcome. You never said you're welcome. Paul thanked you like 30 times. Like 900 times. Oh, I didn't hear you. So his Dang. thanks means Well, thank you for the digs update. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank hey, you. Uh, you're close to New Deal agrees. Do you have anything you'd like to say about the, the scandal? I am on the side that I think the Astros were wrong for cheating. But at the end of the day, it happens. The MLB has already doled out punishment, so it's not like this conversation means much anyways. That's not true. That's it's, not true. It's morale. I know it means something because I have a 22-minute car ride home with them. <laughs> <laughs> I know it means a lot of things. Like shotgun, for example. I might let Mock drive and Kyle said shotgun. Just keep it going. <laughs> Record it, post it on Twitter. There you go. I uh, I I personally am more on the side of Kamak. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> no, it, it, in my opinion, I I agree. It, it's it, they have to be able to hit the ball. They got creative in a way that kept them from getting caught at the time, but not creative enough that they still got caught. They everybody. I agree that uh, most people cheat and that they were the ones that got caught but they cheated on us it's different to cheat on you know it's still wrong regardless but it's different to cheat in a series against a team in may than it is to cheat in the world series um i i don't believe that there should ever ever be any sort of pulling of the title but I agree with Mark that they cheated and that this is something that unless they go out and show the world that they can do it without cheating. But the problem is, is even if they go out and win the World Series, there'll be skepticism that they cheated. And that's something that's going to haunt them forever. And they cheated. At the end of the day, they cheated. It's, it's something that people, I feel like, can be, oh, well, you know, because it didn't happen in the 40s, like you said. But this isn't an issue in other sports. In other sports, cheating really boils down to steroids. Maybe videotaping practices. like <laughs> And other odd things like that. Right, but I mean, but it's not, you know, you can't really do anything in game like that where right. you can, you know, every single play. Well, in fact, that's a technology is a component of those other games. Right, and in the NFL, if someone runs a play, I mean, it's pretty much public knowledge what they just ran. And you put it away and you file it for later. Yeah, they got the Chromebooks on the side. Right, and you see, you know, they, they line up on that formation 12 times and a half and they run the same play all 12 times. Well, now you know about it. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, it's wrong. I think they cheated. I, I, I don't agree with the fact that just because they got caught, it, it's, you cheated. I mean, it's the, it's the long and the short of it. I, you know, going back to like the steroid argument, tons of people did steroids and never got caught. doesn't make it right. I mean... It's, you know, it, it might be an extreme type of thing, but just because just cause you stabbed someone and, and buried them under your house and never got caught doing it doesn't mean that you're any less of a shitty person than the person that got caught shooting their, their girlfriend in the head. Right. You, you know, it, I, I they cheated, and for me, it it ruins what I depicted to be a, better, a good, great World Series. I think it could have been better because of it. My opinion on it. 
Uh, beer reviews. Mock, you had a big whole beer today that you didn't I finish did. yet. No, I'm right at the end there. You didn't finish it. I Are you the... ever going to drink two beers on the show? From time to time. I don't think you ever have. I have. Kendall, what do you think? You think you've ever finished two beers on the show? You know, uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. The, uh, he has a nice 25 minute sober. sober the next coast. Listen, Mister, I get chauffeured every week. Well, I'm saying, but you, but you have, <laughs> you a, have a ten minute ride home. It's like fifteen. <laughs> Not even drink enough. Um, the next coast IPA from Goose Island is very good. I'm a big fan of the tab on top. Got the little star there. Um. I gave it four stars. Um, I would get it. I liked it a lot. Nice tropical flavor. Souls? I had the SPF to start off. The SPF? I'm giving it an NA. <laughs> First sure. ever. I, I, just, I just don't know how I felt about it. Like There are moments where I liked it and there are moments where I hated it. Kyle, I love your hair right now. Everything that was going on with you know, is it, just perfect. To me, it was weird. I, I don't Touch know. It, Rebecca. It's hard for me to like really judge it. If I have to have a second one, like to really figure it out. But like, just up in the air for me. Then I went to the uh, Next Coast IPA. It was very good. Four stars. I like the tropicalness. Yeah, thanks for regurgitating my words there, Kendall. You know what? I give him credit. That was a decent review. <laughs> I like the NA. That was, that's a, <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, I kicked off with the garage style lager. The I'm sorry, natural the villain. Depending on what part of the country you're uh, from, Garage. garage. Uh, Britain, I think, is a component of that. Uh, I like this. Uh, <laughs> to me, I, I guess I don't know what the, the they're going for, but it, it it tasted to me like you know like you're. A, a, the mass produced like your, your, your PBRs, your you know, so I, I, I like that. Four point seven percent, very poundable beer. Uh, I mean, actually, all these beers are very easy drinking. I moved on. I had the classic three twelve in honor of uh, three twelve day, uh, which Riddler turned us on to. I've had this beer before. Uh, very good. Um, this is kind of like uh, I, I will, for lack of a better term, is I'm not too articulate. This is kind of like an upgrade uh, of a everyday beer. It's kind of like it's not. It's like a classier PBR if that makes any sense. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm just not really good at explaining myself. Um, also, uh, I had the Goose Island IPA, favorite of mine. Riddler uh, has provided this many times. Five point nine percent. It was actually I was glad that I drank it in this succession because. Uh, it really like the, the the flavor. It's it's very rich now. You, you kind of you it's this escalating uh, profile. God, I sound like an idiot all the time. Uh, <laughs> but I I actually enjoyed it more because I drank it in this order, um, and then I closed with also had this beer before. But the next coast IPA, uh, very tasty. And I th- I feel like I drank these beers in the right order. It, it just it just worked out for me tonight. Uh, and next next coast IPA also uh, just. Uh, Kind of your standard uh, IPA. It's a little bit different. Um, it's it's not as fruity. It's not the right word. It, it's still it's still rich. It's tropical. Very, it's very very traditional tasting, uh, but it's just. It's, Wait, it's, say, say the, the, the IPA. It says in the can. It's it's refreshing. This is more. It can probably burn out your palate more than I think the IPA would. All right. Thank you for stumbling with me. Go ahead. Say tropical. Nope. Won't do it. I started off with a three twelve. Um, Urban Wheat Ale. Um, had this beer a billion times. First time though out of a can. 
Um, well, twelve ounce can. I've had it out of a sixteen ounce can, which is a difference. They sell it in uh, ballparks. What? They sell it at ballparks in sixteen through twelve in Chicago. I don't know if they do it elsewhere. Well, I, I guess meant from when you've been. Portfolio. You can buy bourbon county at Comiskey. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> just a nice hot day. <laughs> hey, I don't care. They, they nitro chill it. So fuck off, you cheater. You fucking no, Springer no, no. supporter. So, so I'm not done. Well, you're talking 312. There's an important 312 thing. I believe that we will win. That was Beer Johnson's beer of choice. Wasn't that the tap handle? Wasn't it a yeah. 312 tap handle? <laughs> <laughs> Continue. It, it is Damn, Beer he, Johnson's beer of choice. He didn't call tonight. So uh, the yeah, he's busy. Um, not overly uh, like weedy and thick. It's just like a, kind of like a nice standard style type of beer. Um, very good basic ale. Huge fan of it. Uh, four stars. Love it. It's probably my third favorite beer Goose Island makes. Uh, second, I had the Natural Villain, which is a, the garage style lager, as Kendall previously mentioned. I, I don't know love if this that was, so much. <laughs> I don't know if this was said, but it's it was eighteen ninety nine for a fifteen pack. I got it cheaper because I buy it at cost because I'm a G. Yeah. Um, but uh, straw golden color, bread and grainy f- aroma, uh, grainy earthy flavor, light lager, extremely crushable with decent flavor, not too much aftertaste, but good viscosity, three stars, sure, would get it again. And then I had the IPA after that, standard solid IPA, can't beat it, love it, delicious. Um, if you drink it after a beer, beers like that, very citrusy, very hoppy, big fan. Then I had the SPF, which was the uh, Ale with Passion Fruit. Straw-colored, citrus and floral aroma, citrus floral taste with a little bit of sourness. Almost like a sour IPA, though not advertised as such. Uh, Bitter and slightly refreshing with a very tart finish. Uh, It's a very odd but very satisfying beer. I gave it three and a half stars, said sure I'd get it again. And then capped off the night with another 312. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And if you like 312 beers and other Goose Island beers, you should listen to more of our beer reviews. You can find those beer reviews at Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. four. Make sure you use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's supporting dirty, rotten, cheating bag assholes or being a homer bitch that supports all things rule following. Oh, thanks. They weren't sure which one I was a fan of. <laughs> I, well, you know, it's funny. I knew the first one was Kyle, and I was like, huh, where's he going to go for me? <laughs> it's pretty much right there. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Also on Spreaker. Check us out live on you, Spreaker. Be sure to check out the Peter Pino Show. Happy birthday, Peter, by the way. Peter. Today. Yeah, as today recorded. is his birthday. Today, 316 day. Awesome 316 I almost pitched the chat. I was like, we, we can't do it. I wanted to do uh, 50 minutes, 50 shots oh my of beer. God. Of beer. Oh, I was going to say. Still. <laughs> we would die. So. But, um. Out of privacy. Yeah, be sure to check out the Peter Pino show this Wednesday, 7.30 to 10.30. I believe the Rat and Rita will be down there. You know, right, that's, right, right. You know that's six beers oh. in 50 minutes? Oh, that's right. There is no show this week. Well, yeah. Um, well, next time. Be sure to check out the Sunday night show. Kenna, what's it called? Uh, well, they, well, they go by the four live crew. I don't know what they call their show. Unless they call it that. <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to tune in, so I just keep forgetting. Because it's Sunday Free night. Free agency drop. What? Kendall Fuller going back to Washington. Four year, 40 million. Wow. His brother's better. 
Will? Tredavious. Will Fuller? Tredavious Fuller. <laughs> Tredavian Fuller the Fuller. Lamarck. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, make sure to tune in next week. Uh, we aren't quarantined yet. We're I'm hoping to... for it. Really, as long as Kendall doesn't get quarantined, we have a show. I bet you we could figure something out, even if something happens. Yeah, soon. you come here and we all Skype in. <laughs> yeah, forget everything else. Um, so yeah, we'll be live next week. Next week is game show. So we're going to start off the show by doing our beer stuff. We're going to do the uh, masses segment. Mass, what sport are we doing next week for uh, uh, rule next changes? Next week we're going to go ahead. What? For rule changes. NBA. All right, we're going with the Inba. Woodball. <laughs> <laughs> we're going with the Inba. I was actually going to go steel ball. Ooh. We're going with the NBA uh, next week for rule changes. We're going to do that the first hour. And then the two hours two and three are going to be dedicated to a lot of drinking and a lot of board game. Yeah, Reads, tied to drop. And Kyle's playing. Mass, are you going to be here next week? Yeah. I really need you to be here. <laughs> we will reevaluate like, him next week. We'll reevaluate, <laughs> but Mass, if you're not feeling like you're going to be able to come on like Thursday, I need to know like ASAP. I'm feeling okay enough to come today. I'll be fine. All right. You should have came then. Why didn't you come? I know, yeah, right? What the hell, man? You're a fucking asshole. Could've anyway, we'll see you next week then, you dumb bitch. No, I love you. Um, but until Drew Brees then. about to sign. Yeah, that's right. Because I'm the hostess cupcake, the Riddler. I'm March. Nope. Grapevine Souls. CDC Souls. <laughs> the Master Chris Massey. And the Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>